Welcome to episode 122 of the Reptile Gumbo Podcast. Uh, we're we're on our shuffling of co-host again. We have we have Rachel now because Katie is in West Virginia, and then next week she'll be in Alabama, and the week after that she'll still be in Alabama. So she'll be back in a month. I've been hanging out at home by myself no. for the last like four days. It's it's boring. Are you, are you finally bored now? I was bored on day one. You can come to the yeah. shop anytime you want, dude. Yeah, it's hot there. It's not hot in the my office part. <laughs> That's true. As I say, you can build in the other back off. I also then have to wake up at a decent hour. <laughs> well, you could drive up there whenever you get up. That's true, but still have to wake up. I am taking care of somebody else's dogs, uh, so I do have to wake up in the morning, go take care of their dogs, and then I came back to the house and just went back to sleep, and then I have to go back and see their dogs after this. Whose dogs? Uh, somebody I worked with. Uh, so uh, there you go. So I have to be responsible for somebody else's animals, which is which is not as much fun because my animals like screw it, you'll be fine in like eight hours. <laughs> My dogs are, are used to it. Uh, let's see what's going on lately. Y'all just had a show in Longview. Yeah, don't remind me. <laughs> that was a rough show. <laughs> uh, a lot of people had. Again, uh, yeah, it's it's going to be rough, I think, for a while. So that sucks. <gasps> but did you have a grilled cheese? Yeah, and it wasn't that good. What? Oh, mine was amazing. They, I guess they were out of the normal cheeses, so on the peanut butter and bacon one, they put pepper jack, which was an uh, odd no. combination. Yeah, that's not what I'll be on with. I only ate like half of it. I don't know if you noticed that. I picked all the bacon and peanut butter off because I didn't. The pepper jack just was not a good combination with that. Yeah, that's weird. I wonder. Well, it was like twenty minutes later when they announced that they were completely out of food. So what I figured they? they were just low on cheese, and they were like, "Ah, oh, fuck it, we'll just put pepper jack on this." No, because mine was the regular Havarti, and Logan's was uh, I had his done with sharp cheddar. Oh yeah, then maybe they just don't like you. Yeah, probably. I said, "Fuck this guy." They said, look at him. He'll eat anything. They were not wrong. <laughs> I mean, I ordered the food, so. They knew. Yeah, they, they knew. never knew it was me. They knew. They're that good. Rachel went out and ordered it. Uh, I Let's see. What did I do this weekend? Oh, I sat and did nothing. That's what I did this weekend. I sat and did nothing. That's pretty much what I did, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it cost me nothing, though, to do nothing. I know. That definitely did not cost me nothing. I saw your text, Max, but I'm in the middle of a, uh, you know, a podcast. So I'll get back to you after that. <laughs> unprofessional people max hicks anyways uh also let's see what else is going on uh, oh the giveaway our giveaway for our u.s art membership it is warm in here by the way in case somebody's warm wondering. in here that's because we have the house set on 72 because we're trying to be like because it's fucking expensive if you set it at 68 and just runs all day yeah uh it's fine downstairs cause it's downstairs and but i haven't set up upstairs for a while i should have cranked it Say so you have any oscillating fans because I've been leaving our oscillating fans on upstairs and like pulling them forward closer to the doors and that's helping a little bit. I don't know. I don't. We have a fan downstairs in the living room that's really cool off the living room. But <laughs> here we go with Max with the sales pitch. Max, I'm not. First off, I'm renting a house. I'm not. I'm not doing solar. Go away, Max. Stop it. <laughs> no one is buying solar right now from you. Second, it's expensive as hell. And I don't care how much you'll say the state will pay for it. No state ever ends up paying for everything, and people get screwed by it. So I'm not doing it. Yeah, and you're not going to get our landlord to do it because they have like yeah, no. 10,000 houses. So, And they freak the fuck out when I put the uh, satellite dish on the roof. They're sure as hell not going to let me put solar all over the no. roof. <laughs> uh, anyways, so our giveaway. All you have to do is go over to our Facebook page and click on the post at the top and tell us your favorite guest over the last 121 episodes, now 122. 
Uh, and then you're entered in for a free US Arc membership for a year. And Sean Gray from Herps added in another one. So what we're going to do is we're going to give away one this month. And then we're going to give away the second one next month. So it'll be the same uh, thing. If you don't win this month, your name will still be on there for next month's. So just go over there. Tell us your favorite guests. It's 122 episodes after this one. So pick somebody. Really, just any, anybody. All you do is put a name. It's like uh, like Celebrity Jeopardy on SNL. Write anything. Just just write anything. And then you can win. Uh, if you need... Oh, I need to do sponsors. If you need a, a rack or a cage, you, get a hold of Robert. LSReptileRacks.com. Uh, racks, cages, and cages, and racks. And racks yep. and cages. Yep. <laughs> so excited over there. Bunch of uh, rectangles. Yes. Uh, I get bored watching the machine just cut rectangles. <laughs> you know what? Build a round cage. Yeah. You know, I thought. A cool arboreal round cage. There's got to be a way cage. to do it, but man. Yeah, but you have to be able to bend I'd PVC. Like, like, I'd have to get like a grand for that thing just for the make up the labor involved. Yeah. Well, you could do individual sections that are cut on, you know, whatever degree you have to figure out it has to be where they just all sit together and screw together. But that sounds horrible. There's that's a reason that nobody does that. That sounds like math. It sounds like a lot of math. Yeah. I'm not doing math. I don't, I don't like numbers. Uh, I've been interested in some of the cages. People, everybody's starting to sell, trying to sell cages on Facebook now. And, uh, not everybody's made out to, uh, to make and sell cages. No. <laughs> just just things I've noticed. Uh, one local person is trying PVC cages, and all of their cages they've posted have the doors opening up, which means you have to hold the door up while not getting bit or attacked by whatever is inside the cage. Yeah, no, I'll pass. Yeah, no, it, it makes no sense. And then there's the other one who made a ton of cages out of OSB, and that's just going to fall apart, even though they said they covered it in polyurethane. Mm-hmm. It's going to kill whatever you put in it. Yeah, it's also going to... It's going to smell wonderful with 120 degrees inside that box. Yeah. Uh, um, Herps. We talked about Herps at Longview. Next Herps show is Slidell. That should be good. That should be good. It's it's normally a good show, so hopefully that one will be good for everybody. That's Slidell July 23rd and 24th. Oklahoma City. That's too far away. That's July 30th and 31st. Corpus Christi, August 13th and 14th. That's, my I think, my last fun show before school really starts. Uh, Bryan College Station, August 20th and 21st. Is that also the, op- that's not the opening of the, no, when's the opening of the Tipsy Trinket? Yeah, that thing, Tipsy Trinket. T- day after tomorrow? Thursday. That's the actual opening day. Oh, shit. Is that when they're doing it? Is that, that's not when the, the, I don't think that's the grand opening. Okay. Yeah, I think it's just, a I'll say, I was hoping I didn't miss anything. She's up op- there opening because we're going there tomorrow to take her charcuterie boards to her. Shark coochie boards. Shark coochie boards. Um, and, I've completely, I don't even know what fucking room I'm in right now. Uh, Austin, Texas is August 27th to 28th. Conroe, Texas, September. We just had Conroe. Conroe is September 10th and 11th. New Orleans is September 17th and 18th. And then Waco, Texas. That's a, an oldie, but a good, that's, that's a show that used to be there. It's now back in Waco, right? It got moved to, where did it get moved to? It was moved to Temple. Temple. That's right. Now it's moved back. Now it's moved back to Waco, October 15th and 16th. I've never been to the Waco show. Yeah. I think I've only been to the Temple show like once. Yeah. Maybe. Yes. Possibly. Anyways. Uh, also, uh, our friends over at... Why did my brain go? But Wiregrass Exotics. I don't have Katie here to, to remind me of all the stuff with the sponsors. Uh, Tracy says Waco is new. Waco is new but old. 
I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure they used to have the show in Waco. I have no idea. Or there was a show in Waco. Anyways, go to it. It's October 15th and 16th. Uh, our friends over at Wiregrass Exotics and Ozark Alabama, go check them out. Uh, Katie, oh, Katie logged on. <laughs> She's wondering if she should watch us or Encanto. I'd go with Encanto. I, that's what I would go with. I mean, it just depends. Do you want to look at your husband's face I was, or just enjoy it? I was in Walmart yesterday it? and they were playing uh, We Don't Talk About Bruno on the Walmart music. So ah. That was weird. <laughs> I didn't say I needed you. I said it's messed up, Katie, because you're not here and that's why I'm messing up. I don't, I'm good. I'm good. You stay away for three weeks. <laughs> Asshole. Uh, we'll deal with him pouting, Katie. It's all right. But, anyways, let's go ahead and bring our guest in. I'm going to let Robert wake up. He can. You can introduce our guest. You ready, Robert? I don't even know who they are. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Who are you yeah. guys? Who are you guys? It is uh, Dax and Taylor from DNT Retix. Yeah, while y'all uh, introduce each other, I'm going to turn the air down. Yes. Katie's not here to tell you not to. They, long time no see. How are y'all doing covering the right. weekend? It's been what, two I whole days since I saw you guys? Two, 48 hours. Yeah, if that. dying. Yep. No, right? <laughs> what everybody doesn't know is they were our neighbors this weekend at the uh, show we vended in Longview. Yes, uh, the show we all just hung out at at Longview. Uh, actually, you guys, you guys finally sold what two snakes at the last like what ten minutes? The last, the last thirty minutes, we yeah. sold two of them, so it was like our saving grace. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So, and it's usually like that. I swear, I'm never doing Saturday shows. Might as well just go Sunday. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Just, we'll up and lunch, we'll up lunch time and just just put the snakes on the table. Okay? There you go. Yep. Literally. Be like the Conroe show where, where we had to cancel and had just the Sunday. Dude, that show was great. Oh, I mean, that I, show was hot. It was hot. insane. And it, it, it created a sense of urgency for people to come in oh, and yeah. buy and yeah. get what they, yep. you know. And I didn't have to pay for a hotel. I just did. drove up. You did. I did well, not. I'd already, I'd already booked it and it was too late to cancel. We booked it, but we moved oh. it to this Conroe. So this Conroe was actually that hotel room. Gotcha. You go. Well, we were at a different hotel that didn't allow that apparently. So yeah, <sighs> yeah. No, uh, the show this weekend was okay. Um, I mean, I did better than I did in January. That's yes. for sure. That's good. Because January I did two hundred and twenty-five dollars at that show. Longview's a weird one. It's, it is. It's, it's trapped there between Slidell and Dallas, and uh, mm -hmm. it doesn't seem to pull enough from Slidell or Dallas. So it's a little weird, yeah, well, but, you can't, but you can't go over to Slidell because Slide, Slidell, not Slidell, Shreveport, keep saying Slidell, Shreveport, Shreveport has weird ass rules about vending there. Cause like they, I think the vendors have to each buy a license. Same thing in San Antonio. Is it really? It's that's why it's outside of that's San That's why the shirt shows are in shirts and McQueenie because I think it's a $500 per vendor license per show. Wow. Like it's not even good what? for a whole year. So if you did two shows a year, you're out of grand right there in licenses. Yeah, no. Yeah, that's why no one does it. Well, you I think, have to pay each time? Yeah. Wow. I think oh. Repticons try to do shows in those areas. and yeah. they Every animal has to have a health certificate from a vet. Jeez. Yeah, no. Um, nothing that gets over eight foot, so you guys would be kicked oh, out. Look. Well, they could just do like that show in Houston and still bring stuff in and ignore right. the laws. Right. That works. Yeah. <laughs> there were no retakes at the show in Houston. <laughs> we don't sell retics. <laughs> just just lie like the boa person I saw and tell all of your customers that these retics don't get bigger than six feet. Because that's what they said about boas. They told people that their boas don't get any bigger than six feet. And I'm like, well, that's bullshit. Yep. yep. 
say considering the fact most of mine are bigger than that. Yeah, they were all going to give me. Eh, I, I can't stand people lying to people to sell an animal. No. That's what drives me nuts when it comes oh. to selling an animal. And with retakes, it's even like, I so I'm, I'm not I'm not I don't hate on retakes. I will voice my concerns with retakes. You can voice on your opinion. It's yeah. all right. We get it. It's all right. There's a shit ton of retics produced every year. I don't see a shit ton of 15 foot retics. So I'm just wondering what happens to the tons of them that get produced. I mean, you got old egg finger fucker over there in California who produces a shit ton of retics. <laughs> they got to go somewhere. And I just worry about how many of them don't reach adulthood. And then I worry about the ones that do reach adulthood also. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. No, there's a lot of there's a lot of people who have big ones who just they don't they don't put it out there too much. There's yeah. there's a lot out there. You'd be surprised how many I know people it. who are, are, aren't readers or anything like that that have giant ones. I mean, it's, it's yep. they're out there. They're just not they're just not showing them all the time. They're, but see, those people are keep, keep are probably keeping responsibly. There's a ton of people that are buying them that they they die before they're like eight foot, or they keep them until they get a little bigger and go, oh, this is too much for me, and sell them. I mean, you see yeah. that quite yeah. a bit. The problem is, I don't, I don't know how many of the secondhand selling of a car, of a retic goes to an even better keeper. You never know. Really, like when things show up like a Craigslist, I don't know how many times a Craigslist snake is going into a better situation. <laughs> Same can be said for ball pythons. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's yeah. thousands any, of ball pythons. Yeah. I mean, we've all seen it at a show. We've all seen a somebody come in, talk to a vendor forever. Vendor gives them all this advice. They buy an animal, and a month later, they're like, "My snake won't eat." And you're like, "Okay, well, send me a picture of the, send me a picture of the setup, and it's in a, you know, forty breeder with the fucking heat light, and <laughs> and you're like, you completely ignored everything I told you to do." Yep. That reminds me, I need to reach out to someone I saw a rainbow too. He messaged me, and the rainbow hasn't been eaten. And he hasn't messaged me back in a while. Um, but I told him it came from a tub inside of a rack, and you put it into a tank. That is much bigger, even though it has the hides and all this. I was like, it's a completely different environment. I was like, put it back in something small. And I know a lot of people want to give their animal this huge, wonderful thing, but sometimes snakes want to be in something small. Yep. Like, uh-huh. you always hear people bitch about like racks and, and smaller cages, but if you take an animal and you put it in a bigger cage and it doesn't eat, versus you take an animal and put it in a smaller cage and it does eat, which situation is better? Right. Um, you know, and then you get to like adult retics and. I'd, I'd, well, we'll get to our question in a minute. So maybe we'll, that's another thing. It's not even retakes. Berms, retakes. I see it with boas. I just, they're not in big enough cages sometimes. And that's that's another issue with the bigger snakes is that they're just not given enough space. Uh, I, wa- I want a retake, but along with a lot of people that voice their opinion on this question, I just don't have space for a retake. Um, there, was a, there, was a, there was a part there where I was going to get one. And I'm in like two, re- two or three retake groups. And I'm like, I'm going to do this. And then I got to like... No, I gotta be smart. I don't. I don't have the space for for a retake, as much as I want one. There's always space. <laughs> That's what he says. Ugh. Always. Dax is like, I've got always. it figured out. I can da- help you with Dax. This. I I keep mostly sand boas, so <laughs> it's slight size somehow, difference. Somehow, some way, he always finds space, and you know, contacting Robert. Robert, I need another rack. <laughs> Robert can make it happen. <laughs> I just put Tetris in the baby room. Enough room for three slots. That's it. I, think I got it though. I gotta get a ladder to it. I'll get it. Though. Um, <laughs> but yeah, always finding space. 
So let's let's go ahead and let's go ahead and bring this question up. We'll go over the question and then we'll talk about it. I'll, I'll talk through some of the answers and then we'll talk about it and then we can go more into it because I'd like to talk about big snakes. But the question was, if you had the space to properly keep a large constrictor, like a retic or a berm, would you? Why or why not? And uh, I, I won't go through reading all of them because most of them said the exact same thing. Uh, most of them were no, which surprised me. But a lot of them were no because they figured they could keep uh, they could keep more of something else in the same space it would take to keep a retic. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. and the what? Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. My friend is in Thailand right now, herping, and the shit they're finding. <laughs> Look at this, man. Oh, that looks dangerous. It's called a beautiful viper. It is very beautiful. It's a herp, it's it looks like a herps viper. Dude, that thing it's is green and purple. Yeah. You have to look later. Ooh. I can't turn it around for That's what you get for being on the other side of the table. It's a it's a viper and it's green and purple. Really? I need to see that picture later on. Yeah. <laughs> but uh I'll get another one. I don't know. He does not need to see that picture, Robert. <laughs> <laughs> but the one thing I did like about most of people saying no was, and, and with most of our listeners, you're going to get people that are, are responsible. They understand their limitations. That's I think that's an area with, with any species, not even just with the large, large constrictors. Understanding your limitations is a big thing. We, uh, you know, we talked, I talked before we got on here um, and I'll talk about it later on. I, I'm starting a zoo at my school and I've mentioned it before. And I've had a lot of people reach out with wanting to get, offer animals for it. And I've had a handful of people reach out with things that I just know are limitations for the situation won't work. Like some people uh, offered panther chameleons. I love panther chameleons. I've owned one, oh, cool. but I know that in a high school where kids are going to be in charge of stuff, that's probably not the best thing to have. And also in a situation where I don't know really how well the temperatures are going to hold in that area and how well humidity is going to hold. I probably don't want to start out with a Panther chameleon. Um, and so I think knowing your limitations are, are good. And a lot of people on here said no because of that, or like our friend April, who used to be my co-host here, she said she has a berm, but rehomed a retic. Um, she says she's forever alone. Poor April. And she started getting slight, the retics started getting slightly spicy. So she didn't think she could handle it by herself. So she got rid of it. For safety reasons, which is probably also good, so you don't end up with that fucking video that goes around uh, Facebook now every month or two. I don't even have. Everybody knows it. it's the one stupid woman who doesn't know how to read a snake. Everyone watching that video is like, "Hey, this retic's about to bite this woman," and then it bites this woman. But uh, bless it. I most of them said no, which which was surprised me. Um, but I think it also takes a certain person to want uh an 11, 12, 13 foot snake. Um, so yeah, definitely niche item. yeah, none of them were no, those snakes are horrible. Uh, they were just all, all again, a lot of the folks that are, are our followers have a, a niche they fall into and that would take up too much space for the stuff they do want. And they yeah. just wanted more space for the other stuff. And so that was a lot of them. Um, now, Jason Brumley said, I've kept berms in the past and have no interest in doing that again. If I have the space for a larger species, the only thing I would do is an Apodora, which is a cool snake. That's a, for anyone that hadn't, it's it's an odd snake to explain. It's got this like smushed bulldog face. It gets like 13 foot long and it's as thick around as a carpet pipe. It's a weird snake. Which one is it? The Apodora. Oh. But that's, I mean, still, it's a sizable snake. So... I would love to have a retic if I had a room. Like if I could set up like a zoo exhibit type thing for a retic with like yes. a big fake tree, because I would love to see a 13 foot snake climb. Because I mean, they do it in the wild. You get the. I mean, that's why they're not shaped like a rock python or a berm. They're shaped like a retic because they can climb trees. 
Um, but I'm not going to donate all our put an entire room for one snake. I'm just not doing that. As, as cool as it would be. So, so why do y'all do retics? Go ahead, baby. <laughs> I mean, it's uh, I just like I like any uh, like I just love big animals, like big dogs. Everything I need has got to be big. So little snakes like corn snakes and king snakes and you know uh, rainbow boas and stuff like that. Oh, anything small like that, it's just it's not it's not fun. So I get that. For me to for me to for me to take these things out, and you know, of course, with her next to me, I never take anything out, or we never we never work with anything without each other that's over 10 feet. So it's just to get them out. And it's like the best, like we let some of ours out and they roam the house. You know, there's some that they know they have to go into the shower and they literally will go and go straight to the bathtub and they'll go in and stay there. And, you know, one of ours actually goes in, comes out and goes right back into her enclosure. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's, it's cool. It, it's weird. She's, as, she's a good girl, but uh, it's, I just like it bigger. It's just little snakes kind of boring after a while, you know? You get to hold these and you can do whatever you want with them and they really don't care and they try to get away and they're so inquisitive and it's just cool watching them try to climb the wall and fall down every time. <laughs> <laughs> How long have you kept them? We haven't been two keeping years. them long, two years. Yeah. <laughs> See, it's funny. Uh, a lot of the, the older keepers, so someone's been keeping like as long as me or longer, when they when they hear retake, they still have the old image of like, they all want to fucking kill you. Because that was that for the longest time early on, because there were a lot of them were imports. It was, they all want to kill you. And now they've been bred so much that, I mean, you may still get one that's, you know, April had one that was not wanting to be held, but they're a lot different now than they were in 2003. Right. Yeah. And so least, you understand that I mean, some people don't, yeah. and some people still come with that attitude from the table. And it's like, and then, you know, I have people like this weekend, there was a gentleman at the table and he was like, uh, I used to have him such a long time ago. And. You know, they, I remember I getting bit every day from one or two or three of them when I had them. And, and then he's like, you know, it's probably the same now. And I'm like, no, I said, I can open any door to any display here. I don't know. I will let you grab that and you will not get bit by a single one. Yeah. I mean, and that's because that's because we handle all of ours, even though we have so many of them, we still play with them and take time for them every day. I mean, it's literally, it's a, it's another job. So Darren yeah, Watson so. asked, did y'all start with retakes or something smaller? We had ball pythons and a boa um, before we started retakes. Yeah, ball pythons can make you want to keep anything else. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and so, um, well, Rachel knows the story, but we had gone to NARBC. He gave me a spending limit, and he said, "Here's eight hundred dollars. You can buy any snake you want." So I'm looking at ball pythons, looking around, nothing's catching my eye. And finally, we walk past this aisle again, and I see this iridescence, and I was like, "I want that one." And he goes, fuck, no, that's a, that's a retake. We're not doing it. Nope. <laughs> Which is the proper We're response. <laughs> he says, they get too big. I'm not doing that. This, this thing's going to be like 16 to 18 feet. TJ, who um, was the producer of the retake that we got, he was like, give me 10 minutes. I'll educate you. I promise you they're not going to get that big if you keep a male. So let us know. Dax rebuttals with, well, he costs $950 and you only have an $800 spending limit. And I said, here's the extra 150. <laughs> I want this thing. <laughs> so then he's like, well, well, we don't have, you know, $400 for an enclosure right now. I said, I'll go buy it. Where do I need to go? Who, who am I seeing right now? I want this enclosure. I want this snake. We're going to get it. So we started with Loki, who's our Motley Golden Child. And I was about uh, to say, when you said iridescence, I bet it's Golden Child. Yep. 
and uh, we started with him. And then a month later, we had two or three more. Another month later, we had like three more. They're like Pringles. You can't just have one. They're just, nope. It's hard. It's I, really hard. I remember seeing one of the first Golden Childs at Daytona in like 2005. I'm thinking, well, that's a really cool fucking snake. Too bad it gets 18 foot. That was my thought. I was like, that's going to be a big ass snake. But I remember Nerd had it on their table. And I was like, that's a cool looking snake. So, and, and so cool now what people have done with Golden Child. And they've been around forever now. And so you see some of these bigger ones. It's even neater. And as an 18 foot snake versus as a small baby. I say small. There is no such thing as a small baby retic. But I mean, how big do they come out when they when they hatch? Um, I'd say about a foot. Probably less than between, between, yeah. Fourteen to sixteen inches. Yeah. yeah. See, I'm having Sambo was born here. That's that's it's a lot bigger than my baby Sambo is. They're <laughs> they're like six inches. It's... Well, he's Loki is two years old now, and he's about almost seven foot. Yeah. And he is the most docile baby so ever. Sweet. He will roam the floors. He roams the floors with our corgis, which hence the man who says he has to have all big animals loves corgis. <laughs> But I can't get my Tibetan mask on. So you're doing something but, wrong. I if, mean, you're, if your retic's only seven foot, that means you're not feeding it every four days a large rat and getting it oh, should be like no. 25 oh. feet. And yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's Jeez, the, what am I doing here? It should, it should have fat rolls. I mean, it should look like everyone else's <laughs> big snakes. <laughs> no, we don't. We don't do that. If you, and that's the funny part because uh, a friend of ours, Jake. He did his podcast, and he he agreed with me. I mean, he's got he's very into uh, overseas videos of animals and stuff like that. So he's got videos of reef ticks that are thin as anything, fourteen feet long, and have no problem, healthy as anything. Oh yeah, you know, and it's you know people, but I, I just don't get the obsession with feeding something so much that it's just a bulbous animal at the end, and it just I don't I don't get the obsession with that. Well, For me, yeah. keeping them nice and slender, and that's the way we do it. We keep them nice and slender this way. The owner does what they want with it after it's sold and it's transferred out of our hands. But we try to remind everybody that we we didn't do that on, on purpose to make it bigger. So we try to tell them not to do it as well. Just follow the maintenance feeding and everything should be healthy for the snake. should never have a problem. None of our snakes have ever given us problems health-wise. I mean, the, the RRI here once in, once or twice there, but they're in such healthy condition that we just raise the temps and throw an extra humidity in that it's gone in a day and a half, two days. We've talked about it on here before that, uh, you know, there's there's two reasons I see people getting things big and fat. One is with snakes, your your number one way to uh, interact with your snake is to feed it. And so a lot of people are used to social animals like dogs and cats, and they want to be able to interact, and they love, watch, I can feed my snake, and it does. And so they love it to death sometimes. And then the other side of that is the guy that just wants to, I mean, his dick is small, so he needs a huge snake to make up for it. And, and so he's going to get it as big as possible so he can impress people. Oh, yeah. That's the guy you see carrying it down at the beach or something. Yes. And walking around. And- yeah. yeah that, I feel yeah. like because some people say it's the world's largest snake that they literally have to make it the world's largest snake. Exactly. That's not the case. It's- yeah. A 20-foot retake in the healthy. wild is, is old. That is an old snake. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> oh, yeah. That is a very old snake. People don't realize that. You know, and, and keeping them lean and mean is the way we live on, on them because they're, they're, they're all, they move, they're, they're super inquisitive. They're not tired all the time, you know, you know, plus when they're done eating, we don't play with them for three days. I got a three day rule where once they're fed for three days, we don't touch them. We let them digest their food, 
we let them rest, we let them relax, and then after that, we take them out, and it's it's just nothing to play top with them, you know. So it's I just don't get how somebody can just want to feed their snake every four days, and yeah. to me, I would never be able to handle it because of my rule. Yeah, you know. So and I just I don't get it. It's just ridiculous. To me. I think people so, but, they picture this giant snake, and they don't think about the fact that. I mean, it's it's technically a semi-arboreal snake. I mean, these things climb in the wild. I mean, even at 15, 16, 17 foot, they can climb a tree. That's not something you're expecting an anaconda, a berm, or an African rock python to do because they're not that kind of big snake. They're meant to be lean. They're meant to be nothing but straight muscle. And uh, and and people want that huge fat snake so they can go look at my giants. I, I had a buddy that had a, a berm, um, and it was a 18-foot berm, male. Um, someone gave it, gave it back to him. It wasn't, it was his originally, they got it and they gave it back to him and it was at 18 foot and a male. He didn't feed it for months. He, I mean, he had to put that thing on a diet. It was ridiculous. That's crazy. Well, the first time I saw it, I was like, that's an impressive female. And he goes, yeah, it's a male. I was like, that's a ridiculous male. That's crazy. Some people do that. Some people rehome. I think I was talking to somebody this weekend who, uh, rehomed one and they said they didn't feed it for about three months after because of the fact that. It was so fat that they had to just let it chill, and they took it out to you know go through the grass in their backyard every day, almost just to get some exercise. That's how it was and with our big like, duberals. We she yeah. was so overweight. We just yeah. we had to feed her small meals for I mean probably the first six eight months. Yeah, probably about six, and now she looks great. She's mm-hmm. a great size. She's a great eater. So. See, I had a boa once that I got that was kind of in a weird situation. They had obviously fed it a lot quickly. And its head did not grow to the right size. So it was at the size that it should eat like like large rats. But the head was still small. So I was like, fuck. So I had to feed it like medium rats until the head could catch up. And by the time the head caught up, it was like eight and a half foot long. Oh my God. I was like, fuck. And she wasn't fat at that point. She was just all muscle and huge. Because I was like just trying to get her to look right. Because first time I got, I was like, this, this snake does not look right. The head is way too small for this body. <laughs> yeah, retakes are supposed to have that nice yeah. round muscular body, and when they start having the body of like a a gaboon viper, yes, where it's like you know a little half semi mushroom top, then it's it's just too much, and that's where people like they're like, oh, you know, I'm feeding it two medium rats every four days. What are you doing? Stop. Yeah, we don't care. Stop. Well, I guess we we talked earlier about so many retakes are produced and you don't see a ton of adults. That's probably also a reason why you don't see a ton of adults. A bunch of them are probably dying from fatty livers and all oh, yeah. sorts of stuff oh, yeah. by, Absolutely. by four or five years old. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. That happens. It happens a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, but nobody listens. They don't, it's, it's ridiculous. They don't care. Well, and you some said people and that's, you know, that's what we vet our, that's how we, we do a lot of that stuff too, by vetting people out. You know, we just, uh, you know, cause you could tell you, you know, over, you know, over aggressive people, you know, so, yes. you know, we'll, we'll shy away from those people. You know? When you mentioned maintenance feeding earlier, and and I feel a lot of people look at maintenance feeding as saying you're lazy and you don't feed your animals, but it's not. It's I I do the same thing. I I, right now I'm kind of feeding some of my animals heavy because I know I'm going to go into breeding season, so I'm getting them Mm -hmm. some weight on them prior to breeding season. But after they breed, it'll be another two years before they breed again, and they will get a meal. Like my big female boas will get a meal once a month. Right now they're getting one about every ten days or so, just to put some weight on. Yeah. But uh, we talked about one of our friends who sold a snake to someone. They get a ball python. They got the ball python. They immediately responded back and wanted to send it back to him because it was not big enough. And he explained, look, during the winter, I don't feed. And then I maintenance feed the rest of the year. Obviously, they wanted to breed that snake that year. 
and uh, they never once asked him for size. And then a few weeks later, another friend of ours sent a snake to someone that she posted the weight of it, got to the guy, and he says it is not the right size, uh, that it, it's supposed to be bigger, and that she lied, and that she's a scam artist. She's going to complain, yada, yada, yada. And, uh, because they wanted to, this person wanted to breed, wanted to breed a, this year. a one and a half year old, 1000 grand ball Python this year. Yeah. 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 Oh my gosh. I don't know. That's, that's, that's something that um, I think it happens a lot more with ball Python people than everyone else, but you see that a lot of people get upset because like my, my rainbow boas, my rainbow boa babies are a year old, but they are not big. And I had someone go, Oh, I'm just explaining this. I was like, well, they must be not be good feeders. I was like, no, they, they eat great. I just, I'm not going to pump these things full of food. I'm going to grow them yeah. a lot slower than you're going to grow most of whatever you're you're feeding. Yeah. So yeah, we're slow. We're slow growers. We, we believe in that. That's our that's our biggest thing is slow growing. Yeah. I'd rather wait till the female is three and a half to four years old. You know, because I mean, we had to buy a couple of bigger girls. You know, for us to breed this year. So you know, I wanted to make sure they were at least three to five, three three and a half to four years old, or maybe older. You know, since, you know, it's, they get expensive as they get bigger. So we got to watch our, you know, money. But um, that's what I did. I didn't try to, I didn't try to buy something at three and feed the hell out of it. And hopefully it'll try just because I fed it so much. It didn't work out, you know, but, you know, we do, we, and now our babies, we do the same thing. We're just slow growing. Anything that comes out that we have is just slow growing. We don't try to rush anything and try to tell the customers the same thing too. I mean, it's, we're trying to, we're trying to get, Everybody from that whole retic idea that they're bad, number one, and that they grow so big, and you know, because they see all these videos of people like you know, uh, that guy in California who uh, <laughs> feeds the snakes, you know, um, everything possible, you know. But you know, and, and it's sad because we have customers who do that. We had a lady with her husband this weekend, you know, it's gonna get 20 feet. I watched She's it in the terrified. video, She's terrified of it, and it's like just because of that, you know, and that's that. That guy in California gives us a bad name, you know, so it's, it's just, uh, we don't, we try to promote slow growth, working with the animals, we let them know, you know, and that's one thing, and that's another thing we don't do is we don't sell any retics to anybody who hasn't worked with either a boa or some, something burn. Uh, I had a children's um, python, I can do a retic. <laughs> <laughs> I had a corn snake once. Yeah, they're very similar. <laughs> But only That's if you can feed them like vegetables and stuff. If you have to feed them <laughs> rats, I'm out. Can I feed a whole heads of cabbage? Oh, I, I have those. had that question twice in the last oh, yeah. couple of months. Yeah, somebody asked if they could feed them carrots. Yeah, somebody asked us, uh, yeah. "Is there are there any snakes here that don't eat meat?" Because I'm a vegan and I don't believe that. I'm like, you're you're looking for the wrong. They're you're in the wrong carnivores. building. Get the fuck out. Yeah, even, <laughs> even the was, ones that eat fish someone, are still carnivores. There was someone at the Longview show and she walked past our booth and she said. These are so beautiful. She's like, but I have pet rats, and I just don't think I could ever do it. And I'm just like, oh man, if only you could see our freezer downstairs. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> all of our freezers. Hmm. Well, it's, I, I love folks that are all like, I, I know, I don't want to feed my the people that feed like dogs vegetarian food drives me nuts. I'm like, that's that's millions of years of evolution to become a canine. You're like, you know what? You don't get meat anymore. That's fucked up. Yeah. And so the, the you know the person wanting an animal that doesn't eat meat, I got a red foot tortoise in the other room that's a vegetarian, but he'll tear apart a pinky mouse if I give it oh, to yeah. him. Yep. We gave um, really. We gave our red foots uh, love meat. Our uh, box turtle a pinky oh. last night, and she immediately. Oh, she was, loves them. Yeah, I mean it's instantaneous. Wow. I've never seen that. That's crazy. 
Oh, yeah, my red foot. I give it a pink. I mean, it starts biting into it and then takes its front claws and ripping it oh, apart. Yeah, like... Oh, they love them. Yeah, I mean, that's awesome. I've never seen that. But yeah, it's we can remedy the other problem uh, with people when it comes to retics is retics put on size quick if you feed them a lot. They are a snake that will put on a lot of size in a very short amount of time. Because I've seen people with like two year old retics and they're over ten foot already. I'm like, that's ridiculous. Like the things are massive, and because they they. They, and they'll eat. That's another problem is you don't really see retakes that like refuse food. No one, no one. I assume you get very few people emailing you going, hey, my retic won't eat. Unless the husbandry is wrong, then there's really no issues. I mean, we've had, we've had a couple, you know, customers who have bought, not from us, but just bought and messaged us with questions because we're around their area. You know, my retic won't eat. Okay, what's your husbandry? How do you have a setup? Do you have, you know, what's going on? Where is it at? And so once we got those things fixed, I mean, some of them were finicky. And even with the husbandry on point, one of them would only eat in the dark. So you literally had to put the rat in and shut the lights lights off and leave it alone. And then he would eat. I mean, I have some snakes that are kind of like that. You just have to give it to him and walk away. Yeah. Turn the light off. Come back in like 10, 15 minutes. That's so much better than one where uh, the babies, like I've had a baby Sambo's that were just finicky. And uh, and I've seen a lot of people do this like green trees and stuff. You get them to bite it, and then all of a sudden, if the one day they do take it, you're like, you freeze, and then you have to stand there for 30 minutes not moving <laughs> until it swallows the food. Because the moment you move, it's going to drop that shit, and you're yep. done. Oh. I've done that before. I'm like, fuck, now I can't move. <laughs> I was listening to Justin on the Herbs Culture podcast, and uh, he was talking about he did it one day, and then as soon as it took it, he realized he had to pee. And so he had to stand there <laughs> holding, holding himself, trying not to pee, waiting for the snake to eat. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I will say baby retics can be difficult oh, to get eating. Worst. Worst. It's it's a love hate relationship. <laughs> I think it's everything. Though. But they're one of those like once they start eating, you're good. Then they're good. Yeah, yeah. once they yeah. start, they're good. But it's the process of getting them to start eating and going through the live or going through the frozen thought or doing the assist feeding or having to do the force feed. When sometimes the force feed can be more detrimental than helpful. So it's just. It's kind of weighing hand and foot, depending on how big the yolk is that they absorbed, and you know how long just or how fast they're going to eat. It just depends, but yeah. they're a pain in the ass. I think also when it comes to retics, they each species has its own kind of weird things you have to handle with as far as keeper wise. You know, uh, ball pythons. I think the biggest thing we're f- facing now is people just trying to breed stuff too early. They people don't have any patience. And Hold on, there's see you tomorrow, Sean. Oh, Sean's. Bye, Sean. Bye, Sean. Bye, Sean. Um, that's the biggest thing with ball pythons is they just want to they, they want to get to breeding. And they got to breed them so much. Uh, retics, their problem is, again, we talked about people just want them big. And, and for a long time in the hobby, they were uh, kind of a fringe species. And that the people that owned them were the guys all covered in tattoos and weird. And they just wanted like, the status symbol type. And that was kind of the group that had them. And then... As much as social media is a pain in the ass, and certain people on social media are a pain in the ass towards certain parts of the hobby, they kind of became more accepted in the in the pet trade because of how visual. You saw them all over uh, YouTube. You see them all over Facebook. People are always posting videos of them now because they come in seven trillion different colors, and that's great. It grows the hobby, but then you get a lot of people in there where we talk about they just want a big snake. This is a big snake, and so now you got to deal with. It's not so much they're trying to get up to breeding size; they're just trying to get up to impressive size. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't have that problem with Sambo. Like, there's not a group of Sambo who are like, oh man, I gotta feed the Sambo so much so we can get it huge. <laughs> it doesn't really happen. 
Uh, <laughs> so it's 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 got to be tricky when when selling the books. I mean, it's it, it has become more, I guess, accepted family as a family style reptile. Whereas before, it was definitely the the what when people expected of reptile people in the hobby, those were the kind of people that were owning retics originally, right? Yeah. But now they're definitely more common. So you just have to educate people more on because again, we talked about one dumbass it's all over YouTube. Uh, every one of his giant retics, every time he shoots a video, are coming after his face, and he thinks it's hilarious. And that's something you have to fight as someone who breeds and sells. A kid wants a retic, or I mean, not every kid, but a teenager who's who's done their research and knows what they're doing, and then their parent goes, "No," because that's the only video they've seen of a retic trying to eat somebody as you took it off of eggs. Yeah, exactly, and that's where you, we do that. We do that a majority of the show is um, we're not like I was telling Robert, we don't do the shows to sell and make money. Um, we're there to educate people, um, create customers along the line, you know, because some people, you know, some people will listen to us and actually go out and buy a, a, a boa or they'll go out and buy a carpet Python or something. And, you know, since they've worked with bull pythons already, they'll, they, they'll increase, you know, their level. And, uh, and some of them are like, all right, you know, we'll do that. And we'll call you back in a year or so. And some people have, you know, since we first started and they're like, eh, we, you know, we got that boa, you know, it's, it's bigger now we understand or we, or we bought a berm and he was kind of bigger and you know so we get that but like i said we don't we're there to educate people that's our biggest thing because it's it's sad when i have people coming to my table and and i hate it it's when uh some women are like oh my god that snake's so beautiful and the husband's like i think it's 30 feet we're not getting that and i'm like i look at him and i'm like it doesn't get 30 feet you know i'm like nah i said i don't know who told so you that but, and, more than you Mm-hmm. it's the hardest thing to do because it's just like they don't they've been so crossbred and so many different bloodlines have been introduced into them you know yes they do get big i'm not going to say they don't but they don't get 25 feet they don't get 20 something feet they're like the ones they show in the wild those those that like you said before they're, they're those animals are old yeah they've been out there for a very long time longer than some of us have probably been alive but you know it's it's just hard, but we that's what we're there for. We're there to educate people and maybe down the line, you know what? I'd rather have somebody come to me in two years and say, listen, I've worked with a boa for the last two years. She's up to eight or nine foot, you know, and I know she's going to get a little bigger, but I want to get my retic now. And I'll be like, all right, cool. Now, now you put the work in for something big. You understand these are going to be a little more inquisitive. So, you know, we try to tell them that the only difference that with the boas and they're, they, I'd rather deal with that than have somebody come up to my table and, you know, I want to buy it right now. Well, have you even experienced? No. Well, sorry, I'm not going to sell you. Well, yeah, we'll turn down a sale if people haven't had experience with the correct size animal. If they're like, oh, I got a baby ball python at home. <laughs> sorry. Which is great because um, that's not, not something good. you see in the hobby very often. That's And I, and that was when I voiced my concern earlier is there are so many people that will lie to a customer to make a sale. And there's certain animals you just can't afford to do that with. And to me, retakes are definitely in that category of things. You can't lie to someone and then get it to them because it's not going to be good for the animal. It's not going to be good for the person. Plus, if you sell someone a retake as their first pet snake, there's a good chance you've just lost someone from the hobby for good. Because in two, three years, when it's more than they can handle, they're going to go, well, I can't do this. And they completely leave the hobby. Whereas if they had just entered in with something smaller and worked their way up, they, they could have been a lifelong person in the hobby and really grown to love the animals. And so... It, it's very tricky, uh, and and I, I've always said I'm, I'm, I sit on two sides of this argument. One, do you buy something uh, easier to take care of and work your way into what you want, 
or do you just go ahead and do all the research and then get what you want? And with the certain animals, I think you can do that. Uh, like Dominique DeFalco, she she started with a green tree. Before she got her green tree, she did shit tons of research before she got it. But that's different than doing shit tons of research and then getting a snake that gets 15 foot. Yes. Right? It's, it, 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 you're right with a, a boa or a coastal carpet python, something that's going to get some size, move, something that mm-hmm. you're going to have to learn how to handle because there's a certain way to handle larger snakes. Like, blue beauties. <laughs> yeah, yeah, your blue beauty. That's, there are certain ways to handle them. And if you don't have that practice as they're growing up, that's the other people. They, they don't buy adults. Don't, go, don't let your first, your first animal be the adult of anything. Please, God, no. Of anything. Yeah. Don't, you know. <laughs> I, with, with ball pythons, it's not. No, I, I did it with my doom rolls and my blue beauties. My first ones were, that is both true. They were adult, <laughs> and now I have babies with but, both of the same species. But you had owned other snakes prior yeah, to that. Yes, yeah, yes, for a couple it's, of it's years. It's not going in yeah. and not owning anything and then getting a 15 foot female adult. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, like I know, like retic has never been on my line of sight. Like it was never something I was very interested in. But having spent time with Dax and Taylor and learning what I have learned from them, I could see myself one day having, you know, a retic. It's not something that I would want massive amounts of. Just I think one would be kind of cool, you know, just to have. I think they're neat. I've enjoyed, you know, playing with the different ones that uh, Taylor's brought up of her own and. My husband's shaking his head at me. I was over wondering here. what point she was going to discuss this with you. <laughs> I've had to discuss it with you. All, for 20 something years. That's a good question that's, from that's, Darren. That's, yeah. that's another thing we do is um, whenever somebody comes to our table and they're like, all right, we're ready to go, um, we always point them to the males to stay yes. smaller. Mm-hmm. Um, we, don't, we tell them first off, you know, you don't want to get a female. And they're like, oh, why not? And I'm like, because it's, it's just way too much still. You, you get the male, deal with him. And then from there, you can get the female and then work from there. Grow them up. You'll learn the animal. Everything will be fine. But we always push the males on. And I, and even for just for pets, I have people who come to me and they're like, we just want one retic. We're looking for one in particular. You have it. Okay. Um, we want it for a pet. Okay. It's a female though I have. And they're like, all right, we'll take it. I'm like, no, I'm not going to sell you a female. I'd rather sell you a male just for the pet as the fact that the size, you know, you're going to call me back in two years with a nine foot snake. And you're going to be like, I can't do this. So it's much easier with the male. As a pet. Yeah, so we do that too. I feel like you've had this conversation. I, I, tell me if I'm right. So someone comes up, you you suggest a male, and they say, why not a female? And then you tell them it gets so large. And, get, and the next answer is, that's exactly what I want. Oh, we get those. And I'll tell, oh, I will okay. turn away from yeah. them. Yeah, that's, that's the person I just want something those to impress. The, those are the people who are going to feed it, you know, to two baby goats at every four days. <laughs> yeah. I was like, no, nope. I was going to say, it'll be a male. <laughs> For me, it'll be a We've male. Had guys... <laughs> we had guys, uh, we had, I've had a couple of guys come up to me and say, yeah, I got on a retakes like five or six years ago. Um, I remember my last one I had, I power fed that thing so much that it grew to like 18 Bye. feet. And, and then I'm like, oh, okay. All right, hold on. I got to take this call and I'm not even going to the call. <laughs> And then I'm like, oh, Rachel, Rachel. Like, come save me, I need you. It's like, I tried to get Robert to save me at Conroe, and he wasn't even paying attention. I, I do that a lot. He was right next to me, and I'm texting him. And I, at some point, I just started texting gibberish, trying to get his attention. He did. This, this, this crazy woman came up, and uh, she, what was it? I had a ch- uh, children's python on my table, and she goes, this looks just like a, uh, a water moccasin. Oh, God. Okay, yeah. and then and then it just got worse and worse. And then she started going into how uh, the five G towers 
are giving people cancer and they're illegal and they shouldn't even be there and we should burn them down. And I'm like, holy fuck, why am I stuck here talking to this person? No one's coming to me. I'm just texting Robert. He's literally like three feet away. And I'm just like, fucker, come Nothing. Text me next. Yeah, it was. Oh, sometimes you just need. He gets, to, it, he gets his in, in his uh, investigative states on the computer. Yes. yes. I, I watch him. I watch him. He's like. Or, he, or he's stuck at the table because Rachel is socializing. I'm networking. There's a difference. Yeah. <laughs> when I'm like, okay, I've had to go pee for three fucking hours. Rachel, can you please come over here? Actually, he's like, have you seen Rachel? And I'm like, she's around here somewhere. I don't. You know what it is? We need you guys to sell our stuff because the women sell everything for us. I don't sell a damn thing. I think I've sold one snake in all the expos. You did. You sold one. Literally one. She sells everything. There you go. So Darren has a a good question. Darren says, if grown properly, how long should it take for a retic, probably female, to reach 15 foot? Three years. Three and a half years. Yeah. If you you maintenance feeder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not a year and a half, because I'm pretty sure people can do it. They can, they can get that thing to do it. <laughs> I'm sure you can. I'm, I'm sure you could in a year and a half. Sure you Is like, your snake going to be morbidly obese and have a fatty liver and die <laughs> five years later? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You don't know. That, that, yeah, it's, it's a, it takes a little time if you maintenance feed. Three to three and a half years. We have our biggest female. Um, she is five years old, and she's 15 and a half feet and 85 pounds, but not overweight she's pure muscle she is perfectly good for breeding she had last season off her first breeding she laid 42 eggs no slugs her second breeding she laid 47 eggs no slugs oh wow so it'll be 50 this year so yeah so maybe yeah she's yeah we got we got um (laughs) i need another incubator yeah we got her from uh (laughs) sal valetta and uh he's amazing with what stuff he keeps and especially the older stuff he keeps he keeps everything super tight, and you don't ever see like a, a bad baby from him or a bad adult that's overweight or anything. So we have a couple of things from him. So that's the other concern I have, though, when it comes to retics as a more popular breeding project for people is versus ball pythons or other things. Ball pythons you're getting seven, eight, ten eggs, whereas retics or berms you're getting close to the fifties, and that's so many babies. Um, and then well, you get we, some people that get into that and, and they're not like you. They, they, they get 50 eggs hatching and they go, I gotta get these sold and they will sell them by any means necessary. And that's when yeah, I get really well, worried for parts of the hobby. Yeah, correct. Yeah. It's over, it's, it's over, it's oversaturated. It's oversaturation. Then we get it. But what we do is, um, I'm a, I'm like the Frankenstein retake guy. I like my female with six genes and I like my male with five genes. Um, and I'm more simplistic. Yeah, she's more simplistic on the genes. But I like to I like to know that if I'm going to have 45 eggs, that I'm going to have at least each one of them is going to be sort of different in each way. Yeah. yeah. They're not going to be they're not going to be 10 normals, 10 motleys, 10 golden trials, and then then you got the motley golden trials, and that finishes it up because it's so many. You go to a table, you can't sell 10 of each animal so quickly. It doesn't. It's not. It's not a quick turnaround. Oh yeah. So it's... what I like I like to do is get all them genes and all them morphs together. This way, every animal I have has either five or six genes in it, four, three, two, one. And, and, and for me, it's perfect because you put those on the table, they all look different. Yeah, so so what we did when we got all of our breeders ready and built up for our seasons is we went through before buying the snake and said, okay, I need this snake to be compatible with at least three quarters of our females. Is that going to work? 
no? Okay, well then it's not gonna work with us because we did it that way so that we can have completely different morphs and snakes on the table every single season and all of our males and females are compatible and interchangeable with each other. So awesome. whether it's a, whether it's a head or a codom, like it's going to work with every single snake that we have and we'll always have something different on the table. Yeah, that's uh, how I do it like my boas. My boa constrictors, I'm, I'm at least three genes. And then there's several codom genes in boas, so it makes it really easy to do that kind of stuff. But I like to have at least three genes because I want a litter where it's like Christmas. I don't know what I'm going to get. Huh? Did you just say codom? Incomplete dominance. My bad. Okay. Uh, but I, I did. I did. I had a, a litter once that was nothing but sun glows and super sun glows, and that motherfucker litter, that was hard to sell because they come to the table and it's just a bunch of white and red snakes, and they all look the same. And I'm like, yeah. I, and I get it. I mean, it's I, I would probably go, yeah, that's cool to keep walking too because it's a lot of the same stuff. So that's I don't want to ever run into that again. I want to have like yeah, I want to have a variety on the table. Plus, it's just it's fun for me. I, you know, I'm sure for you when the eggs start to hatch, you're like, oh man, look at this. This is different than this one. This one's different than this one, and something different in every egg versus the same thing right mm-hmm. and so i get oh, yeah. that I, that that's definitely something i want to do what's uh let's see victor says my question is how can you identify any of those single genes when they are mixed up with others i'm definitely better at the morphs than he is um so <laughs> the identification um even when they're mixed up um there are key factors for each morph on what it looks like so it's pretty easy to identify some of those key factors like gc is going to wash out any pattern most of the time or it's going to have what i like to call like the sprinkle effect it's those tiny little dots on the dorsal so i mean there's the tiger is going to have the long you know rosettes or the super tiger is going to have the three long stripes so with mixing in those patterns you could still have some of the morphs visible whereas sometimes you don't know so you can say hey this could be a golden child phantom but it could possibly be a tiger we just don't know because you can't see it gotcha so some of them are identifiable some are not but it's it's like playing you know playing god you get to create things but you don't really know what you're gonna get Mm -hmm. until (laughs) all i know is when i have my babies with like all the when the female and the male get together with the six genes i probably have just pink snakes yeah That's that's the reason why I like simplicity because you can take a female that's got maybe four or five morphs, mm. and take a male that's got one or two, and you're not gonna have just a yellow snake. <laughs> like we have some beautiful, beautiful albino titaniums from our good friend Keith, and it's an it's a the longest morph one is albino platinum titanium super sunfire tiger, super sun super tiger. Sorry. But it's a bright yellow snake. There's nothing on yeah, it. Hey, at some there. point, the, and that happens with some of the ball nothing. pythons. I've yes. seen with some of the ball pythons, you get so many genes and they just become, well, especially it if you deal with anything in, like the bell, in that bell complex, it just becomes white. Like you can, yeah. you can have 5 million genes, but it's still just a white snake. It just washes mm-hmm. everything out. Yeah. So you really don't know, like, okay, I know what's in it because here was a sire, here was the dame. But for someone, you know, who doesn't know those things, they just see a yellow snake, so they're like, oh, it's probably nothing special, when indeed it's like insane morphs and carries everything. How do you handle but, selling possible heads? Everybody has kind of their own way of whether they admit them or not. We don't charge for the pos heads. Gotcha. You know, yeah. I, 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 most of the time, we won't even label the pos heads. No. Nope. Yeah, because I, I, just, I just, I don't like the fact of giving something to somebody that I don't know about. You know, that's that. So that I can do that with every snake then if I wanted to. That's like with the super dwarf and the dwarf thing going on right now. In the I was going to bring that up in a little bit. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's 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 how can I, I don't get how you can sell somebody something when you're not even sure the seller is not even sure. If, is there a chance? Okay, great. You know what? You got the snake five years down the line. It proves out. Awesome for you. I, I, I would be so happy. I would just be like, cool, you got it in purple. Great. That's awesome. Just but some breeders, they want to put down everything that's for it. And again, it, it's it's good for uh, maybe for knowing the history of the snake and what could possibly come out. Yeah. But some some breeders do charge for it. As far as us charging you know, for it, we just don't do it. It's For us, it's like, all right, so it is if we tell someone, all right, perfect, you're getting a Motley GC, it's pus head albino, we're not, you know, you won't know until you prove it out. If they call us and they're like, man, it just hit and I got about it, it's absolutely fantastic. You just got a hundred dollars off your steak that you purchased years ago. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of the same way when it comes to like boas. If it's if it's a possible head albino, I'd let somebody know, but I wouldn't charge extra because I'd, I'd hate to charge extra and then three years down the row everything comes out normal. I'm like, no, nah, sucks for you. Like yeah. that's yeah, that's exactly what it is. We we had our genetic stripe female this this year lay and waiting for the babies, waiting for the babies, and they all came out normal. And I was like, well, I guess she wasn't head albino. Oh. <laughs> it is what it is. We took it in stride, and you know. But again, we don't. We, we will tell the person, but as far as a monetary issue, we won't. We won't charge anything for that. Not- some of some of the heads are, are expensive. I mean, we got we have a, you know we have the ocelot head. You know, we have a one of those, and that head's very expensive. You know, and so is a rennet ghost. They're pricey heads. Oh yeah. Know? But yeah, but when it comes to pos heads, we let the people know, but we don't we don't charge for stuff. I hate buying possets because I hate the possibility of producing a posset, but I have two boas that are, they're actually siblings a year off from each other. They're both possible head albinos. But if I buy a posset animal, visually, it has to have every, it has to look great visually already. Yes. Like I have to be okay mm-hmm. with, if I produce this and don't get whatever I'm hoping that it's possibly het for, I still need to really like whatever it has. Mm-hmm. Like, I, and, and yeah. you see so many people, so many people will buy ugly snakes because they're, Head or possible head, something else. I'm like, stop buying ugly snakes to put into breeding projects. You know, with, with boas, it happens so much, especially with anything, anything albino, it happens a lot of times because albino can hide a lot of ugly. Because ab- albino will cover a lot of like speckling if you don't like speckling, it'll cover a lot of stuff. And I see it with boas all the time because people just they'll go buy an albino and they'll find some whatever off of Craigslist and they'll breed it together. I'm like, stop breeding ugly shit just because you can. Like, put some thought into it. Um, Todd asked, Dax, what's your favorite gene, mixed or not? It's marble. Marble. Marble, hands down. Probably marble and I would say orange glow are my two top favorites. <laughs> it's mine. Before, before <laughs> you. Bullshit. Anyway. Um, orange glow um, and <laughs> um, definitely orange glow and uh, marble. I love the way marble just destroys every pattern. It's like. Yeah, it just pixelates everything and just destroys it. And it just looks like, just like somebody just took a marker and just scribbled all over it. It looks like kind of if you remember, like on the old Windows PCs when it would have like this pixelation and it would kind of go out. Oh yeah, yeah. Just think of, that's what marbling does. It kind of takes the pattern and like makes it look like this graphic computer graphic that just got blown up in slow motion. See, Taylor, you mentioned my favorite retake morph earlier. And it's gonna be very boring. I love tiger. It was because when I got into reptiles, that was it. It was normal retics and tiger retics. <laughs> That's all you had. But to me, yep. like tiger is one of those genes. 
as it gets older, it just looks so much. It still looks really, really cool. Like it doesn't change. Oh, yeah. The pattern looks amazing. It's got that oh, soft, like yeah. carpet look to it. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I love them. Tigers are good. Yeah. I don't think we have any big tigers, just tigers. The yeah, Houston no, zoo has not. one. The Houston zoo has a huge tiger retic in there. I'm like, it's just, beautiful, it's just so they're cool when they're full They really are. So does and the uh, normals are some of our favorites too. Normals are great. So does the aquarium restaurant downtown, except it's kept in a concrete box and it usually has stuck shed all over it, and Ugh. they don't give a Ugh. shit. Lots of people uh. have brought it up to them, and they're like, "We have a herpetologist on staff, so we're going to listen to him." Yeah. Do they have a herpetologist, or do they have a dude that owns a ball the python? Dishwasher? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're full. Where's shit. this place at? The dishwasher. I need to go. <laughs> yeah. It's downtown Houston. Houston. Have have at it. I haven't been there yet. Oh, I need to I go. It's actually yet. it's a Lantry's owned. Oh, is it really? Yeah, it it's owned by Tilma <laughs> Fertitta. So I'm it's a restaurant with like an aquarium in it, right? Yeah, and then a giant Ferris wheel. The aquarium's awesome. There's also one in Kima. Don't they, they have, have a white tiger too? They do. They have two yeah. of them. And they had them in a terrible enclosure forever until there was enough uproar that they built them a whole new pretty nice enclosure last year. Oh, cool. Except the retic is still in shit cage. I think Got it's it. Actually, like four retics in one cage. But they, I will say for the Houston Zoo, they have the the cage they have the two huge retics in is an awesome cage for retics because I mean they can climb and it's got like the water feature. It's, it's a big old cage. It's massive. Um, but I just I just love I love how full grown tigers look. I I just remember as a kid because again that was that was it. It was that's like with with berms. There's so many things in berms now. But my favorite berm morph is patternless greens. Because as a kid, that was it. That was the, you had patternless greens. And I just think it's an awesome looking snake. So, yeah, those are nice. So, one of the, so we hit on it earlier, and I wanted to get to it. One other uh, issue I find in, in retics, it's not an issue as in like this is bad. None, none of this stuff is like, I want everybody to understand. At no point are there any reptiles where I think people shouldn't sell them. I just think people need to do it responsibly, and this is one of them. But dwarfs and super dwarfs are an area where we talked earlier about people will do anything to sell a snake. And it is so easy for folks to lie their fucking ass off when it comes to dwarfs and super dwarfs. Mm-hmm. And they sell this super dwarf to someone, and the super dwarf is 17 foot in a few years. Yeah. Like, so we, we tell people over and over and over, if you are interested in a dwarf or a super dwarf, get your lineage. Get yeah. papers. Get documentation. Look at pictures of the parents. Get everything that you can possibly from this breeder. And if they don't have it, don't get it. I want to say I heard Garrett Hartle say once that to really get it to carry that gene over, the female has to be the super dwarf in a breeding pair. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so you'll see people get like this super dwarf male and breed it to this 17 foot female. You're like, all right, well, great. You just made a mutt. Good job. <laughs> Enjoy your big mutt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you could always bring those back though because of the percentages. So. We're doing that actually this year. Well, the thing is, is no matter what, if you're putting even a high percentage super dwarf male to a mainland female that's 17 feet, you still have to take that average. You can still have a female up to 17 feet. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, you just have to take that female and male average. Okay. Here's a mom who was 16 feet and the dad was 10 feet. Well, I'm still going to have a larger snake. Maybe the female will be 14 feet, but that's still a dwarf. You know, it's yeah, the localities and then super dwarf dwarf thing is is crazy. Um, I I'm learning more and more um, from a couple of people that you know, Christopher Bicker's one. Um, I've sat down with Garrett and spoke uh, a couple of times with him about it. Um, 
it's all um it's it's you know these smaller islands where these snakes are coming from you know so the food is not yeah. guaranteed like a mainland it's it's scarce you know and over generations and generations they they tend to stay smaller but you can feed them and they do get bigger somewhere yeah. i was gonna say i've, I've heard you bigger. can power feed one still and still make it a big snake oh yeah like that, that gene is still in there for it to grow it's just on yeah. the islands they're they're kept small it's not it's yeah, not available smaller and, to eat as often. Yeah, and that's the whole thing is that with the super dwarfs and the dwarfs, you want to keep a, a good maintenance, you know, diet with them as well because of that fact that you know they could possibly get bigger. And there's and there's dwarfs out there that are big size. Jampeas get up to 14, 16 feet. And those are dwarfs. Yeah. You know. Oh, yeah. So you know that's I think the pearl line is one of the so lines that were the biggest ones. Uh, Sulawesi's get big. You know, there's a lot of a lot of works again they get bigger and people need to be educated on that you know we have and and the percentages um it's i i believe looking at the parents is the best way to do it um we follow that rule because of the fact that we have a couple of dwarfs here we have uh a female uh sunfire at snowhead purple she is only 12 foot at how old healthy and she's six seven seven years old she's seven years old yeah, and she's not big at all. She's she's not big at all. About that big. But um, she's small. She's tiny. She's over there on the floor right now. And uh, but uh, her parents were from Vital Exotics, who was a company that's were phenomenal with uh, dwarf and super dwarf retakes. And her parents were small. And we just uh, got a male who's ten years old, and he's only seven. eight foot, seven, eight foot, seven, eight feet. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. Now, yeah, we'll put those together, and we'll create um, anneries and snows. And that's we're gonna go on the parents on that one because of the fact that, you know, that's and and the percentage for my female, how small she is, she's only a twenty five percent calatoa. And she's small. And I've seen fifty percent calatoa who are bigger than her. So it's I we like to go on the parent size and we like to see parents or if the breeder has the parents and then that's another thing, you know, we tell people if you're gonna deal with the breeders and who have dwarfs and super dwarfs, and so the parents. You know, and if they say they can't, they can't prove the parents or show the parents, kind of take a little caution to the wind with that, Yeah. you know, because you want to know what's going on, you know. So uh, another, like I said, a good friend of ours, Chris McVicker, he's got all his parents, all his, all his dwarf and soup door stuff. He's got it all and all the parents to all the babies that he has. So, he, you know, we, we work with him as well. He's given us a couple of uh, animals to get rid of for him and, uh, you know, it's the first thing that's what I do. I show the customer. I'm like, here's mom, here's dad. Mom's 10, 11 feet, and dad's eight and nine. So you can figure somewhere in that range of what you're going to get. That's just, so. that's one of those areas, though, when it comes to reading, it becomes very shady and you have to be very careful with who you buy from. Cause I've, oh, yeah. I've seen it a tons of times where it happens. And especially when, one, you're, you get math involved. And I'm, I'm always, so <laughs> when it comes to reptiles and it comes to breeding, it's amazing how many people automatically now feel like they're a uh, a genius geneticist. I'm literally reading a post right now, World of Ball Pythons, where a guy's got his first clutch. It's a stranger clown male to a G-stripe female. Crossing my fingers, I hit all the odds. And I'm like, uh, you got two recessives there, bro. Yeah. Uh, no hats or anything. So you're going to get some strangers and some normals, and they're all going to be... See, and, and there's all these people that are like, oh, bro, you might hit stranger clowns. And, and I'm like... Not if no, only one is... No. That's not how that and works. you have like people who know, like Luke Martin, who's like, yeah, no, he's going to hit strangers <laughs> and normals. Yep. And that's, that's it. That's the thing is, it's... At, 
So I am a biology teacher. I have a degree in biology. And so like when it comes to like genetics, I've taken tons of classes on genetics. I am not a geneticist, but I can understand the basics of breeding and all this. And so when I get to a show and I see these people that barely passed high school and they probably can't count to 20 unless they take their <laughs> shoes off and they have to start spouting out percentages. And sometimes you hear the most ridiculous percentages. You're like, that's not mathematically possible. That number, right. that's not how percentages work. <laughs> And so when it comes to 68% like 68% of the time, and so when it comes to like these percentages of how much of is re- uh, dwarf and this, I mean, y- you really need to buy from someone who definitely knows what the fuck they're talking about because yeah. mm-hmm. people will throw whatever number they need to on stuff. One, either on purpose just to try and sell something Two, because they don't actually know what the numbers mean. Mm-hmm. Like there's so many people that have no idea what those, no- what those percentage numbers mean at all. They'll buy a, 66% het something and go, oh yeah, it's uh, I'm going to make some albinos. It's 66% het. That's not how that, you, you're hoping you're that hoping. it's al, it's het albino. Right. That's not how that works. There was somebody this week yeah, in a world about pythons that was like, okay, I paired this and this. Uh, I plan on three of this, two of this. I got seven eggs and I'm like, I get three, I should get two <laughs> and I should get two. And I'm like, bro, you could get all fucking normals. So you could get all... I mean, oh. or you can breed to pair and hope, you know, that you're going to get bells because that's what you bred. And then I'll be damned if five out of the seven eggs weren't just pestaves. Yeah. Well, it's like I tell really? kids when I teach <laughs> punnett squares to my high school students, I'm like, this whole square is not what happens. Every time there's a baby, these are the possibilities each time there's a baby. You're not going to have a two people breed and have babies. And if they have four kids, they each get one of the, that's not how that right. works. Right. It's kind of seems that's what happens, but no. <laughs> yeah. So it it's, <laughs> it, it's just I'm, every time any sort of percentage gets added into when it comes to snake breeding, I'm like, oh, God, someone's going to fuck this up. There was another one this weekend. I forgot one of the groups. Somebody was like, can could someone explain to me what the 50 percent hit mean? And I'm like, oh, I got to read these comments <laughs> because there was like, <laughs> was like 50% 200 of your babies one in an hour. And it, it devolved <laughs> into I'm taking my ball going home because y'all are all stupid. <laughs> and it was just people trying to explain it. And I'm like, I'm going to tag Travis and I'm going to tag uh, Dr. Booth, Warren Booth in here. And, and just so they can have their heads explode also, because yes, it's just, uh, it's, it, it, it always, what amazes I should have done me. was tag Travis and the guy that always talks shit about him. And was like, could you two please discuss this? <laughs> <laughs> so the best part is it goes, it goes to the retic world too. I mean, it's, there's, there's a lot of arguing about super dwarfs and dwarfs and who uh, and who knows the best out of what? But to be honest with you, the only person that knows the best out of all of them is the importer who picked up that snake off the floor. That's the only person that knows. And even and, that guy can and maybe just to that's, get money. That's only if that importer was also the one that picked it out of the jungle. Because depending on what airport it came from, it could be yep. from anywhere. That's the, yep. when it comes to all those locales. That's so. Todd asked opinions on hybrids. Would you do it? And if if so, what species would you try and cross? Before we go into hybrids, other species, the retic community is full of hybrids because that's all it's a whole bunch of mixed locales because until i don't know 10 years ago 12 15 years ago no one gave a shit if you had a retic you bred it to a retic and and there was not a lot of locale stuff like oh we're trying to get this to breed with that people were breeding whatever so there's so many different locales bred together now in retics uh and that's the whole thing that's why the bloodlines everything's been so crossed and mishmashed it's it's you know, again, you're not getting these full giant animals. Like They're not really mean. just mainland anymore. Yeah, it's it's, <laughs> it's just literally mish, like you just said, mishmash. Yeah, it's, it's just, everything. You know. <laughs> I guarantee you has some type of different locality. It's not just straight mainland anymore, unless it's still alive from you know the golden age when it first came over. But I mean, it's like 
a lot of our stuff we get from Gavin and Amanda Bo, um, the, our breeders that we have. And he told us last year, he said, I can't tell you every single locality that's in there, but I can tell you that all of our snakes have dwarf in them, but we don't label it because they don't keep percentages. Yeah. So they because can, he's got some small, he's got small ones in, in tubs right now that are 10 to 12 years old and they fit in CB70 tubs. Yeah. You know, wow. they're, yeah, they're not big animals, you know, and that's the way it is. And, and I kind of get his perception of it, of what's the percentage kind of thing. Um, because it's just the animal that proves it out. It's not, you know, again, again, you got that range, you know, if you put an eight foot animal with the 14 foot animal, that's a big range. Yeah. You know, you can get 12 and 13 foot animals and you can get a possible eight or nine foot highly unlikely, but they're always going to stay in the middle or higher because of the mother. So that's, you know, you want to do that, but it's just, uh, it's a numbers game. Um, do the older percentages work? I'll tell you no, because you know, I have animals here that prove otherwise you know so and, and again like you said before james i mean there are people out there to sell a snake and i and i hate some of these guys who get their wholesale stuff um and they have no idea what they're putting down or writing yes it, it's ridiculous and it's and uh, we walk by tables and it's we laugh we're like what the hell did he just write down it's not even possible i saw, I saw one two weeks ago i know a table you're probably talking about most uh, of i know exactly who this is <laughs> <laughs> It was. Some dang good looking snakes. Oh, normal. Sorry. Pet tiger. Pet genetic stripe. <laughs> pet mocha. Pet albino. Yep. Pot pet lavender. Yep. No, I know exactly what you're talking about because you came over to me and we're like, look at this shit I, I just saw. So I'm assuming this is all the same guy that can't sex snakes as well. Uh, uh, no, 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 not. Okay, That's we're talking about two. Okay. No, but it, and I was very respectful to this person. Yeah. And I said, hey, you know, we're breeders. I just want to let you know that some of this might be labeled incorrectly and let them know what to label it correctly. Did that person fix it? No. And did they sell it as no. a head tiger? Mm-hmm. Yes. Ugh. But let's, well, it's so funny. Again, a lot of times in the hobby, I, I, I will give some people the benefit of the doubt. Some people aren't. Uh, don't they know only what they've learned from the hobby and they don't know outside of that. Uh, we were talking to a guy once who, who field herps and he, and he caught a corn snake and then he kept referring to it as an Okatee corn snake. That's not possible unless you caught it at the Okatee hunting club in South Carolina. That's the only way it could be. Like you can't catch one in Louisiana and call it that. It's not how that works, but because it kind of looks like what everybody sells is one, they go, that's what it is. And that happens a lot of time, I think, with snakes. They go, well, it kind of looks like what this person's selling is that, so I'm going to label it as this. I'm like, you can't do that. That's not how genetics works. You can't, just because they look similar doesn't make them the same thing. Um, you know, and Victor was talking about with, like, milk snakes. He said most of them are hybrids. A lot of people have mixed milk snakes for the longest time in the hobby. Or when it comes to, like, corn snakes with, like, albino, a lot of them mixed them in with, uh, was it the albino emery rats? So you ended up with what they called for a long time, um, what do they call them? Not candy cane, uh, creamsicles. They called them creamsicles. And so there's a lot of corn snakes out there that have other rat snake blood into them. Um, it just, but then you also have the guys who don't give a shit and they got an animal and they go, huh, if I write this on the tub, I can charge an extra 200 bucks. Yep. And, and those are the ones that need to be gone. They just need to leave. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We, we see them a lot. <laughs> yeah. How do you do? But yeah, when it, when it comes to any of those endo species, locale is very tricky. 
Uh, it's a little better now, but for the longest time, locale was basically whatever port it shipped out of is its locale. That's what it is, yeah, exactly. You know, for the longest time, and I still, and I'm not going to change it. I'm not calling fucking, I'm not calling them pop one carpet pythons. They're, they were Irian Jaya carpet pythons for forever because that's where they came out of from the airplane. That's not where they're, they're not local, they're not found in Irian Jaya. <laughs> right. They're not found there. They're found in Papua. But, <laughs> But we've called them IJs for forever. And so that's how that happened with a lot of those. And so a lot of these retics were collected on this island, that island, this island, sent to a main hub and shipped out from that main hub. And now they're a mainland. And I'm like, no, 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 they weren't. You just sent them all to the same place and then shipped them out from that importer. And so, again, all that blood gets kind of mixed. It's some some things are easier because they only come from certain areas. But uh, when it comes to, like, Indonesia, that's it's very it's very tricky on where they came from. And so you have to Correct. be very I mean, careful when you buy low-cow stuff on whoever you're buying it from. I mean, yeah, somebody made a good point. I was watching, I was reading one of the, uh, the chats today and said, um, you can find retics out in the ocean miles offshore. And some of these islands are only five or six miles from each other. Yeah. And these retics can go over. So if you have a Kalatoa that goes to another island, they breed, they crossbreed. You don't have a pure Kalatoa anymore. You have something else. So, you know, then the importer goes and picks up the Kalatoa that came over or whatever on these certain islands and says what he wants. It's, you know, it's, it's hard to do that. It's hard to decipher, you know, but it's, you know, there's certain people who know their importers and how they deal with them and, and they know where they come from. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, that's a Garrett Hurdles, that's your Eric Lees, you know, those are your, your Dan Solis, your big guys, you know, so they know what's going on. They know the percentages correctly. They know the, they know the localities perfect, you know, but it's, it's a scary world out there. What Joe Schmo will put on his display case just to, just to sell them. It's and funny. It to see when it comes to retics and they're, and they're on two different coasts, the vast difference in how certain people have taken their, the way they do retics Garrett, the way he does it is very specific. And if he tells you something is something, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. And guaranteed. And, and he's done such a good job, especially when it comes to the dwarf and super dwarf, he's the guy. And then the guy on the West coast breeds, whatever, and does it for the views and all that. Like it's completely different in the way they do it in the hobby. And one of them I find very trustworthy, and I've, I would go, hey, that's the person you should trust. And the other one, I'm like, you should probably stay away from that. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> there are. There's some people out there. <laughs> oh, yeah. And some big names, too, that, you know, surprisingly. Yeah. But it's, you know, we, we, we're, we're learning our soup dwarfs and, and dwarf stuff as we go. Um, and we got, like I said, we have some of, the, some of our friends are some of the best guys in the business. So we're learning from them. And, it's another one we took because I wasn't personally going to start doing super dwarf stores. So I wanted to stay with mainland. And she's like, we need to diversify. We just can't have all these giant things. Kind of, kind of got to go with the times. Yeah. And I was like, all right. So and that's what we wound up doing. We wound up speaking to a couple of guys who aren't well known and have some quality animals and spent a little bit of money on them. But that's I'd rather do that than have something that, again, Joe Schmo told me he's fifty percent Kalatoa and it's not even Kalatoa at all. So, you know, yeah. but this time around, we got the right animal, so we'll be okay this year with that. Yes. But I want to be able to offer both because I love the beauty of just a mainland. I love the morphs. I love the beauty. I do love the size. Like, that's one thing that caught my eye. Like, yeah, they're bigger snakes. Do I need to make them gigantic and overweight? Absolutely not. They get just as big as I need them to naturally. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's having that diversity, just like you said, of someone okay you know i do love retics but i do want something a little bigger than 
what a super dwarf dwarf might get. I want a mainland. Okay, sure, we have those. And we have your super dwarf dwarfs for someone who wants something a little bit smaller. So it's still keeping in what we love with the morphs and the colors and, you know, the personalities and dealing with retics, but just giving the people a little bit of a smaller snake if this person is a 60-year-old male who's had snakes and wants a retic but doesn't want to deal with something that's 13 feet. Yeah. So. Let's – so – Anyone out there, so when you go to a show, that's one thing I want to say to people my listening. you got to be very careful when, with who you're buying, and it goes for anything. Um, if you're buying from straight from a breeder, that's why a lot of people will suggest go to a breeder to buy whatever it is you're buying because a lot of times they can show you that picture of the, of the adult. They can give you the background, the history, and all that. Mm-hmm. That is not to say that the reseller, wholesalers, those kinds of guys are bad. That just means when you go to those tables, you have to be a little more selective and really pay attention to the person. And sometimes somebody really, some people are really good at being used car salesmen and can sell anything. Um, mm. But sometimes you have to kind of take it with a grain of salt on what they're saying it, that something is. If it, especially when it comes to hets for anything, that could be boas, retics, ball pythons, anything. When it comes to hets, if you're if you're willing to gamble because you like the way it looks visually already, then that's probably a fine gamble. But if you're like, I need it to be het this, then you probably need to go straight to the breeder. And go ask that breeder what it is, and they can show you the parents, and you know it's a het. And so, mm-hmm. that's just, you know, you got to be careful. And I think too many people are looking for cheap animals instead of good animals. Oh boy! Yep. Oh, absolutely. You wouldn't <laughs> understand the amount of messages that we get. Do you have any normals that I can get for fifty dollars? <laughs> no, we don't. I'm no. sorry, fifty dollars isn't even what it costs to feed my baby. I mean, we get we get right. people like that, and, yeah. and either that or what what hurts me the most is uh, we see some retic guys, and it's not just her shows; it's other shows that we do. Um, they have these prices for these things, like dirt little prices, and it's like they don't know the business, they don't know the animal, and you're selling them dirt cheap. And somebody comes to our table, they look at our table, we got pricey stuff, but I'm not going to lie about that. You know, we. That was my goal, was to get into the business to have nice stuff. I don't want to have 30 normals on my table. And nothing against tigers. I don't want to have 30 tigers on my table either. Yeah. But then I came you in know. and I said, we need to diversify. Yeah, we need to diversify. We can't just have... Can't have that. Well, yeah, you still got to have some normals and some tigers on the yes. end for the person that wants yes. to get exactly. into them. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Or the person who is a middle-class person and says, I really do love these snakes. I've done my research. I've had this, this, and this. But I can't afford a $2,000 snake. Yeah. Cool. Here's some stuff under 500. Here's some stuff 500 to 1,000. So we have all of those ranges now. But I would say 75% of our snakes are above $1,000. Which is good. Yeah. I mean, if yeah. you're going to, because it, you don't want to be sitting there trying to battle against the people selling the cheap stuff. Like, that's, it's very we hard to do that. Lot. Yeah. We do. We, we lose a lot. But the thing is, is, I feel like sometimes those people, they are doing it because it's a cheaper animal and then they call us and they're like, Hey, I need help with this. Or, um, you know, it's, I don't know if something's wrong with this snake or I paid this much for it. Is this what the morphs really are? Or it's labeled wrong or things like that. And it does kind of weed out people who aren't as serious as paying for a good quality animal. Yeah, that's well. That's what I say. Make sure whatever you're breeding looks good, because then, all right, somebody across at a show is selling whatever it is. Same thing that you have. 
at a lower price, it probably doesn't look as good as yours if you actually took the time to put good genes and good animals into that. And so, yes, someone coming in to buy a cheap animal may go buy that. But someone coming in to buy a quality animal is going to buy from you. They're going to go, oh, well, that looks way better. It's cleaner. It's yeah. It just looks better. And so you, you've got to have that thought. You can't – so many people get into these hobbies to – I don't want to call them breeders. Uh, they breed. They're not breeders. They buy cheap snakes because they want to be a breeder. And those are the same people that are selling their entire collection in like three years. Um, because they're having to wholesale everything and make fucking nothing on it because no one wants to buy their ugly ass snakes. No one wants to buy, you know, a regular boa right. at 150 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> I love Those the, guys don't last long. I love the folks, whether it's, whether it's coming out of the hobby or just out of a Facebook group. I love the announcers, the ones that have to announce they're leaving. Oh yeah. yeah. Like especially on a Facebook group. I'm leaving this group. No one fucking cares to go. Yeah. Or the, I'm getting out of this hobby. The people in this hobby or whatever. I'm like, go like no one in the hobby is going to miss you if you if you leave like that's not <laughs> not at all because obviously if you're and that person I, has to leave no one cared that you were there in the first place because you're probably the stupid fucking yeah. people we talk about all of them. yeah <laughs> so good riddance because we're not, we don't we don't get into the chats very much often at all no. we kind of stay uh out of that stuff but uh sorry about that my dog no, that's that's there goes Dorito. Um, one of my one of our girls just tapped the glass and Dorito went crazy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we don't we don't get involved with the chat stuff like that because I mean it's just ridiculous. I, I there are some people that I feel bad for when they put out a question. I will P, I will PM them directly. Yeah. And I will chat with them. I will say, listen, uh, before you decide to even get answers from anybody, here's this person. Quote PM them. They'll give you the direct answers, and that's this is the best kind of game. You know what I'm saying? Because I just feel bad for certain people. People get harsh on those chats. Yes. And we, I mean, we're okay with it. We're fine because we can take it. We'll give criticism. You know, we'll we'll be there. We'll support someone. We'll tell them, hey, this is what we would do. This is what we recommend. We're not saying it's 100% accurate to what everyone would do, but it's what we recommend. Or we'll private message them. Like, our daughter, she is getting into breeding ball pythons, and she asked, "Hey, can I join the ball python group?" And we're like, "Nope." Were you all, were you all sad when she chose ball pythons? Yes. Part of you dying inside. No, no. no I, I wasn't no, sad because they bought their racks for me. <laughs> <laughs> no, we didn't. Uh, we, I, and to be honest with you, no, I wasn't because you know why? Because she can make a killing off of it. Yeah. She'll make more money than we will. Yeah. You know, and that, that's. Good for her, you know. Yeah, look, I, I, I shit on lots of species, especially ball pythons. But if she likes ball pythons and that's the snake she likes, there's no reason to make yeah. her keep something else, right? Like that's yeah. that's yeah. Logan likes colubrids, she, so that's what he goes after. She loves them, and she's got 16 of them right now, and she's had eight or nine months. Yeah. A lot more months. than that. Oh, okay. <laughs> apparently I'm wrong. Um, but she's had a ton of locks this season, and she's hoping that you know she can produce her first clutch this year. And, you know, when she does, she's going to have a table at the shows and she'll pay her table fee and she'll sell her snakes and just yeah. like any other vendor. Yeah, sure. <laughs> she's got good people behind her, too. So, I mean, she's got Jack and Heidi. Yeah. Um, she's got Bill they're okay, she's got I guess. <laughs> <laughs> she's got Earl. She's got Earl. He's got, she's got Earl from Lone Star. So, you know, she's got some good people helping her out. So, it's nice. Well, and you, you know, talked about keeping her out of the ball python groups it's it's funny and we and we've mentioned on here before there are certain groups of reptiles that the facebook groups that the social media groups are not the best yes uh the more 
the more popular I think an animal is, the less likely those groups are to be a good place to go to. Like the Samboa groups are pretty good. There's not really yeah. any bickering. They're pretty great. We all talk. No one asks a question and then they're all like, you're a fucking idiot. That doesn't happen. <laughs> but uh, ball pythons 100% happens because everyone's Horrible. a fucking expert in that group. Uh, <laughs> re retic groups. I've seen it. Everyone's Dude. an expert, even though they've only owned the retic for a month. Uh, boa groups <laughs> have gotten that way. Like the boa constrictor there's, groups. There's a guy local here who got his first snake a few months ago. Now, mind you, he's bought a shitload of them and he's always in the local groups trying to give people advice and then arguing with the experienced people. And then today he posts, can someone teach me how to sex snakes? Why the fuck are you giving anybody <laughs> advice about anything if you don't even know how to do that basic that's thing? That's something you should probably learn. Yeah. I, I've probably lost this person as a customer because I told him, I was like, man, when the admins of the local groups have to have a powwow about you, don't worry. That person, that person in two years won't be in it because he'll be the one in two years making a post. I'm done with this hobby. These people are yada, yada, and yeah. then they're gone. Mm -hmm. yeah. Right. Yeah. It happens uh, in a So Todd asks, is it true that most berms tend to be less aggressive than a retic? Historically, yes, but nowadays, no. Now, because they're yeah. so tactical. I mean, I've met I some pissed off berms. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Rachel can tell you exactly how sweet. Our They're babies so are Oh, they took out what's the one y'all had out the the dark one? Oh, we had Loki out. Loki out. Loki. They just, Loki. Like when we got there Saturday morning, Taylor just opens up the tub, picks up, hands it to let Rachel, and I'm oh, like, yeah. oh, all right. <laughs> and also, Todd, that's berm's been bred since the 70s. Yeah. On a larger scale. Yeah. Retics really didn't become big until after the 2000s. I mean, they were around, but they were a lot of them were imports and a lot of them were were bitey. Uh, but they've been bred really heavily in the last 22 years or so. Yeah, so they, I can I can safely and very confidently say I can hand over Loki to a two or three year old child. Of course, standing there as guard, of course, but to that child, and Loki's not going to do anything to him. He's never bit. He's never struck. When I tell you, he is the most docile snake I will ever meet. He doesn't even grab the rat. He opens his mouth and I have to put it in. <laughs> Literally, that's great. Yeah, you, open, you open the door to his closure. You open the door to his enclosure, he puts his head, head either you put your hand in, he'll sit and just rest on your head, or he'll rest on the, the door slide, where the door slides back and forth, he'll lay his head there, he won't even move, even with the door <laughs> wide open, he'll just sit there. That's awesome. And he's, uh, he's, he's so good that I had the opportunity to take him to my job. I work with children on the spectrum, uh, Monday through Friday, and I was able to take him, and I mean, when I tell you children on the spectrum... They can't always decipher how to be gentle with an animal. Yeah. And some of them are grabbing. Some of them are like pulling or grabbing his head, and he's not doing anything. That's not just he children just on the spectrum. That's children. <laughs> high school kids can't figure that out either. And they're <laughs> – although a normal high school kid's on its own spectrum. That's a – Yeah, I, I have one of those coming up. So, <laughs> I mean, look, my kid – is is not technically on the spectrum, but she can't find shit even if it's in her hand. So here's here, here's <laughs> somebody post a picture of a frozen thawed pinky mouse with a little bit of freezer burn on it. Don't feed it. Uh, all these people are like, <laughs> "Would you want to eat it if it was freezer burnt?" Dude, oh, they eat rotten no, shit in the wild. That's... Now I did I do have some pinkies in my freezer that are like throw them a solid white. They're pretty fucking freezer burn. Yeah. I'm like, and I've had them for a while. And I'm like, <laughs> you know what? Yeah, chicken gonna... nuggets taste just the same with freezer burn. <laughs> but I will, I feel, especially pink, pinkies freezer burn in like a week. Fuck that. Those things, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. they have no hair on them. They freezer burn quick. So yep. 
if they're still within like three or four months of me getting them, they're still fucking good. The ones, oh, yeah. the ones I think in my freezer may have been there since I moved. That would make your snake snake. Sna- your snake snake sick. <laughs> it needs to be fresh. <laughs> fucking cottonmouths eat roadkill. Like they've seen cottonmouths just grabbing roadkill Don't off the side of the road. Don't it. It's freezer burnt. Your snake will get sick. No, <laughs> no, it won't. I don't think people understand what freezer burn is. It's not a bacteria. Like no. it's not. No. <laughs> just ice particles. Yeah. Yes. That's all it is. It's only water. <laughs> it's chemtrails. It's like chemtrails. <laughs> oh, fucking people. Uh, anyways. Uh, so I want to go through a few things that were on our on discussion group, some things that got posted over the last week. There was a funny one I got posted a couple of times. It was of a guy, a guy in Australia getting rid of a crocodile on his yard with a frying pan. Um, did y'all watch that video? Oh, yeah. So that thing ran off like no tomorrow. He just smacks it right across the face with a frying pan. And it's like, it's like nine foot crocs. Like, oh, fuck. And just turns around and heads back to the water. Did you think, did you think that video was taped in like super speed motion? Because that croc like... Flew. Oh no, they're quick. Like down the, he flew like real, like down the hill you, super fast. Trust me, like, I've what? I've had them come after me before. They're quick. Here's here's they a comment that. that you'll like. I feed mine live, and I've never had one look like that. All right, I'll keep doing uh, that. Well, yeah. <laughs> no shit. No shit, Charles. <laughs> what was it? I saw? Oh shit! What did I see in a group earlier? I saw someone posted it. They reposted something from another group. It was someone just stating like a a normal fact that no one ever asked about, and someone goes. Tell me you don't have something to say while telling me you don't have something to say. It was just them just stating a normal fact that everyone knows. It was no no one asked about it. They just made a post about it. I was like, shut the fuck. Not everybody has to talk. Uh, Nathan posted this video. I don't I don't know what kind of turtle this is, but it shoots water out of its mouth and I want it. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's the video is it's it's squirting, it's shooting another turtle in the face with water. Yeah, saw that. And then as that yeah, turtle yeah. turns away, the other one's like, oh fuck no, you come back here. I'm gonna keep shooting you with water. I was like, what an ass. Did you see the one with Gary Bartle getting bit? No. Yeah, he just put that out, I think, uh, this week. I think it was put out this week. He, oh. he gets bit. It wraps his arm, so he goes outside the house, and he bites the tail. And then the <laughs> snake lets go. <laughs> yeah, that's, I'm like, good job, Gary. Yeah. Everyone says that. They're like, hey, if you get bit by a reach, and your mom might go, find his tail and take a bite. Yeah, like, take mm, bite his chicken. tail, have a, a bottle of rum around, um, alcohol, Listerine, mouthwash. Well, I saw one yeah. in a, I think it was in a boa group the other day. Someone posted a picture of a guy with his boa bit him and wrapped around his arm, and he's at the emergency room. And everybody's like, "Why the fuck did you go to the emergency room? <laughs> like, you now have an emergency room bill, whereas you could have just dunked it in a bathtub with water. You could have poured some mm-hmm. alcohol. You could have done anything." Well, there was the lady that got bit in the face by the rat snake that was on her door. Knew it was a rat snake, and went to the hospital and said it was like thirteen grand or something. And she's like, but I would oh do it again God. because rat snakes' mouths are dirty because they eat rats. Do their fucking mouths cleaner than yours because they're not, they're cold blooded. They don't. Well, <laughs> even if, then you just wash it. Yeah. You just wash it. And then, yeah. then if it starts to get infected, then go and get some. Well, that was my question was, so every time you cut your finger or you're out in the yard and you scratch your arm, you run to the hospital because that tree limb that cut you is probably dirtier yeah, than that snake's mouth. Yep. Uh, fucking idiots. Uh, Megan posted a picture over in our in our group. It was it was like this like play date. These two moms had these kids playing in the house, and it's a house camera. You can see like the living room, and then you can see the kitchen. And in the background, there's just like this big rat snake just crawling across the floor, and, and they finally oh, notice it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that never happens to me. I always want that, but it never. Uh, it happened to me once uh, when we moved into 
the house I grew up in the year I turned nine. We moved out there. And probably about a year or so after we had lived there, there were shrubs all across the front. And I had had the windows open. I bet you talking on the microphone. Hey. And then um, all of a sudden, like I look religion. up, <laughs> and the screen's been popped out a little bit at the top, and there's a snake coming in. You know, granted the fact I did not really know much about snakes at this point, all I'm thinking is, holy crap, there's some sort of snake coming. I still don't remember what it was. And it's going to kill you. They're all going to kill you. I didn't you. think it was going to kill me. I just didn't know what it was. I did. At that point, I was taught, don't mess with it. Yeah. And so, I mean, we ended up using a pair of kitchen tongs to flip it back out. Her the mom. <laughs> My mom did it. Well, her mom, a few years ago, it was before the house burned down. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had a window unit in their bedroom because sometimes her dad likes it a little colder and he worked nights a lot before he retired. And uh, they had put, they had taped. Um, blackout fabric. Like blackout fabric around it. So to yeah. help black out the room. And uh, she was changing, doing something. Pulling taking it the out tape, down to wash pulling, it. Yeah, I don't remember. And found the remnants of a snake stuck between the tape and the wall. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, that's this far from my head. And I'm sure it was just a rat snake. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, she uh, she's like, yeah, I think we're not going to do that anymore. Yeah, because and then the house burned down. Had to be a rat snake because uh, if you ever wonder how something gets somewhere, it's sure. a rat snake. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, that's why I figured it was probably some sort of a rat yeah. snake that was in the bedroom when I was. Uh, a I'm, kid. I'm guessing that Juliana's your daughter. Because <laughs> she right. just commented, "Ball pythons are the best." <laughs> <laughs> That's her. She, that's her. Uh, nothing I posted. Uh, USR Florida posted this, and we brought it up I think last time on the podcast. But the, there's a study that they're hypothesizing that there has been a positive benefit to berms in the Everglades. I saw that, and people jumped on it like, "Oh, that's a scientific study, so we need to quit killing them." Yeah, no, no, we can still kill them. It's just great that it's helping out. So apparently, <laughs> they think that the berms are eating things like raccoons, which are a native. Uh, predator to eggs for crocodiles and turtles and the crocodile and turtle numbers have gone down now a lot of it's just the reason that the raccoons have been able to do this is because raccoons benefit from human development and because more and more human development the raccoons are doing better than they naturally would have without humans moving into the fucking everglades and so in this case the berms are maybe let's say are maybe doing some good with that said no we should still definitely kill them there's still an invasive species, and I don't care how much you love snakes, and I love snakes, I will never be like, we should let them all live. That's a horrible idea. But it would be nice if, at least for now, it does help the American crocodile population come back, uh, which has definitely suffered because of encroachment into the Everglades. So that's that's the whole problem with this. This human error of now having berms in the Everglades is fixing a human error of having humans in the Everglades. So... It's one positive. Again, we should, we should still kill them. I mean, I, I, every time I see that get posted in a group, snake people go, we should go down there and catch them. Then what the fuck are you going to do with them? Did you watch this week's episode of Naked and Afraid? Where they showed a ball python? Yeah. yeah. In a tree in, in the fucking in the jungle, jungle of Am- South America. I, I've taken Did pictures. you notice that one of the caiman that was swimming away was actually uh, American alligator? alligator. Yeah. 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 I, I have several oh pictures God. on my phone of seasons of, of Naked and Afraid where I've taken pictures of things not in the right fucking well, there place. Was also a reticulated python. <laughs> All the same episode. Yeah. yeah. They showed a retic crawling on the ground. Now, mind you, they're in Peru. Ecuador? Oh, Ecuador, maybe? Peru? I can't remember. They, I they, thought it was Peru. They had a ball python Peru. hanging from a tree branch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They've used that clip before. That's yeah. not, I've seen that clip. I have a picture of that maybe clip. Maybe somebody from, let it go. 
A retic, <laughs> in the middle of the Amazon. A, a retic crawling in the Amazon and then an American alligator in the water. Yeah. And, uh, you, you know, they show the anaconda a lot. I'm like, okay, well, that's ac- they actually found an anaconda and let it go. So I also have a theory on, on this season of Naked and Afraid. They are in the Amazon. Uh, and there's a pink, they show clips of pink toe tarantulas all the fucking time. I have a theory. It's the same fucking pink toe. Probably. They're just like, put it on this rock. Film it. All right. Put it on this branch. Film it. Put it on this tree. We got all film the it. B-roll done in oh, one yeah. day. And now we're just going to keep showing the same <laughs> the spider in different places. 10 seasons. Because it's the only spider they've shown this one fucking pink toe tarantula yeah. all year. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that, that's what drives me nuts. I love Naked and Afraid. Me but too. you're on the Discovery Channel. Someone can sit there and go, guys, let's just put all the animals that belong in Africa in a folder. Yes. And you can't oh. choose you can't choose anything from that folder if you're filming in her, South America. We were at her parents' house for dinner yesterday and her dad and I were watching Naked and Afraid mm-hmm. like a you know an episode from a couple seasons ago when they were in, in uh the Chihuahuan Desert and they showed a warthog. Yeah. I'm like, "Well, yes, we have some <laughs> wild warthogs in Texas, but I don't think that's what you were showing." And they called it a javelina and I'm yeah. like, "That's a big fucking difference." I say that's a big difference. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 that does drive me nuts. With that said, I'm still not going to stop watching Yeah, me either. <laughs> <laughs> no, it just gives you a good laugh. I think everybody that's left this season is going to make it. Yes, yeah, so they're all going to make. They're all really good. Yeah. Oh, the six of them. Well, they got Matt there killing stuff for them. So yeah, for anybody that doesn't watch Naked and Afraid, it's your problem. Yeah, it's uh, so I love good. Naked and Afraid. It's it's great. I only watch it because of him. Yeah, she. And I don't really watch night. the whole thing. She I just acts like she watch... doesn't like it, but then she's like, "Oh, well, yeah. no, like it's interesting, but I'm not going to." Make time to watch every single episode. I can oh, I catch it. up really quickly and i can ask questions if i the only problem uh, the only thing i hate this year is that jeff came in and then had to go home because he got a stomach bug and and he's almost died on previous episodes so it had to be fucking horrible for him to have to go home but he would have made it the whole time too. my favorite part was gary getting knocked out on day two fucking hate gary i do too gary i was like because had he had he not you know blinded himself by cutting the one tree they told him don't cut he would have eaten some crazy shit and gotten sick gary's been on several several seasons several we should He's on several seasons of the show, and every time he does something fucking, he got knocked out of Louisiana because he fucking ate eyeballs. Yeah, they're like, don't don't eat the eyeballs. Well, it turned out it wasn't from eating them; it was from putting them in his in own his eyes, eyeballs. That's right. And he absorbed fucking oh. parasites into his own eyes. Uh, he yeah. got sick in Africa because he kept eating rotting stuff. Rotting. They come across head. rotting. Yeah, and he'd keep eating it. He was like, "Are you really a survivalist if you don't eat maggots?" Yeah. I'm like, they, they "Yeah, they extra, hundred percent, bro." <laughs> You yeah, he, he's, extra. well, this extra. this season they told them don't use your axe to cut down this specific. Yeah, the type sap of, of it is poisonous. The sap is poisonous. It'll burn your skin. It'll blind you. The first fucking tree he cut down. I'm gonna give it a shot. <laughs> yeah. Sure enough, just chopping away at that shit and right into his. They eyes. had to take him to the hospital. He spent like six days in the hospital before he got his sight back. Darren said he was hoping Trish and Jen oh tapped. I did too. They did not tap. They made it, but they were also there. They didn't. They could have stayed the entire time. They're like, no, I'm ready to get out of here. Yeah, I like the two guys. Like, no, nah, we'll go ahead and do sixty days. They're only supposed to be there for forty. They're like, although it's easy to say you'll do sixty when Matt shows up and you know he's gonna feed you. Right. Yeah, that dude. If anybody's well, never watched Megan Afraid, I can't remember Matt's last name. On that with him, she's a badass. Oh yeah, yeah I really just, like yeah. her. I don't like her. Oh, I, I do. I like no, but she's one of those that has to. Um, she has to feel like she is part of everything. I did notice that. Yeah, and. It comes off being a bitch a lot of times. Like sometimes it's okay if you're not a part of everything. It's yeah. it's fine. But no. But anybody that watches Naked Afraid, Matt has killed big game on every challenge. Yeah. He, he was in Africa. He killed, the one challenge. So he was in Amazon before, and it's the only one he had to tap because he got uh like some sort of like flesh eating bacteria in his foot. Yeah. 
Oh, and they're like, dude, you have to, you have to go. We can't stay here. Right. But he had just killed a hog, like a big old pig. Yeah. And then like, all right, now you got to go. Yep. This year, this season, it's the, uh, those, uh, the horn screamers. Horn screamers. Those things fucking are crazy looking. We had scream when I worked at the zoo, we had screamers. Those things lay eggs all the fucking time. But screamers, uh, if everybody that knows, it's a big ass South American bird and it screams. It does. It screams. Um, but these horn screamers have giant spurs on their wings. And, and I've dealt that before with spur, spur-winged geese, which have these huge spurs on their wings. And what they do when they come at you is they fucking hit you with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they're really good at getting you with them. Uh, oh, Darren, well, it's Amber. That's the one that's left. That's the one yeah. that's left. She's just kind of a bitch. I'm not a... Let's say Anthony Gonzalez is shouting out to, to Dax and Taylor saying that one of his favorite retics that he owns came from them. And he's by far his most chill one he has. Awesome. <laughs> Thanks, Anthony. And he says, y'all are the goats that y'all have taught him a whole lot. <laughs> so I was still scrolling through. Oh, uh, I didn't, I should mention this earlier. Don't forget if you need, uh, LED UVB light bulbs, use, uh, go to, uh, VivTech and you can use our code gumbo 22 to get 15% off. We need to I, order. I one. sold a cage this week, a four by two by two to another vendor Saturday morning who listens to the podcast. And, uh, Said he already had his VivTech bulb waiting for the enclosure at home. So that was good. The other day, I th- I went to check on my tortoises, and the VivTech bulb wasn't on. I was like, the fuck? These things are just last forever, and it wasn't working. I kept flipping the thing. went off. Fuck. So I took it out. I went in the garage. I found another fixture. I put it in there, plugged it in. It worked. I was like, great. Came back upstairs. The fixture had gotten unplugged at some point, and uh, that was the only problem. Yeah. <laughs> it was, nothing, nothing was actually broke. Yeah. It was fine. I should- we do that all the time. Should just check the plug. I think think we've all done it once or twice. So I was like, these things are supposed to last forever. They still do. It's still working. (laughs) They got no gas in it. (laughs) (laughs) We need to get on there and order as one. Yeah. Well, when I get this new zoo set up, I'm going to go design the cages. I want to try and design them so I can put lights in some of them. I want to use the VivTech lights. Oh, yeah. Uh, Nathan also posted a video of this this chocolatier guy making a fucking crocodile out of chocolate. I saw that. Did you see that? That was insane. It's like a, like a life-size crocodile out of chocolate. Now, after he's done all this stuff to it, I don't know how well it tastes, but I would definitely try and eat it. Oh, yeah. It ends up looking amazing. He spray, I say spray paints. He paints it with, obviously, edible and whatever. But, uh, oh, I also posted on our group for any suggestions on people y'all want to see on the podcast. That's how uh, we got these guys on. They were they were a suggestion on there. And I was like, oh, that's right. Well, I don't, I don't know why we haven't had them on anyways. So, They're awesome to have them. Um, yeah, Todd suggested y'all be on here, so that's y'all are on here. But uh, anybody, go shoot us a message. If there's someone you want us to reach out to, we'll reach. I'll reach out to anybody. I've got somebody next month that I'm so excited about. Uh, I'm not gonna say who, but they've been around in the hobby on the day we were supposed to not record. Yeah, no, we're recording. My parents <laughs> are gonna. Are. My oh, parents yeah. are gonna be in town. We're and, definitely and, recording. And Katie's like, you know, your parents are in town. I was like, well, they can wait because I'm talking to this person. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but they've. She has been in the hobby longer than I've been alive, and I cannot wait. It's going to be great. She. That's the only only thing I'm giving her, buddy. Yeah, it's going to be a good show. But next month, look forward to that one. So is Katie entertaining your parents, and I'm going to be on the show with (laughs) y'all? Or am I entertaining your parents? Joe's entertaining my parents. You know who we should have on the show? My parents are only coming to see my daughter. We should have Logan sitting here that night. Over that? Yeah. (laughs) That should give it away. I don't know who it is, but I'm Well. Uh, But anyways, give us suggestions, folks. I also... uh, I reached out to someone who, so this week I saw, saw a post where someone, I'm trying to do this politically. Someone posted a screenshot from another group where a person had commented about how dangerous hog noses are. 
because they are, even if we want to pretend they're not, they are. Uh, and they gave all this information. And then obviously everybody, like, yes, Victor, you're right. <laughs> everybody began to laugh at him. And uh, when the when the screenshot got shared, they they scratched out the names, but there was enough of the image of the Facebook image. I knew who that was because they're my friend on Facebook. Yeah, and I was like, uh, all of y'all should probably stop because he's forgotten more about reptiles than you'll ever learn, right. and he's not wrong. Right. Um, and like I said, when you any of you who are laughing at him have done one one hundredth of the shit that he's done, yeah, then maybe we'll listen to you. Otherwise, you're just <laughs> making yourself sound like an asshole. Yeah. So that's 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 another problem with Facebook. Everybody is an expert, and then when the actual mm-hmm. experts say shit, the other experts, quote unquote experts, right. tried to make them look well, stupid. I'm like, once you started getting uh, some of the more experienced folks seeing that yeah, post, yeah, they were like, hey, uh, you need to shut the fuck up. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, he's he like. When it's, and, and I'm not even fussed at the person that originally shared it on the group no. we're in. But when you saw the screenshot from where it came from, so many laugh emojis on that. And you're like, mm, you're wrong. Yeah. Uh, also trying to get that person on here as well. And uh, I figured I figured you could talk to them about their other hobby, which is knives. Yes. Yeah. That's a cool hobby too. Yeah. But so I'm just. And I, and I'm, I'm I'm all for trying to get anybody on the podcast. And so just let me know who y'all. Who y'all want? And I'll, I'll reach out to them. The worst they can do is tell us no. I'm going yeah. to put my vote in for somebody. I do. Well, when we get off this, I want y'all to message me two people that you would suggest, and then and then I will reach out to them. Uh, awesome, yeah. uh, trying to see if there's anything. Oh, <laughs> Nathan posted this this sign. Uh, I don't know where it's it's located, but it's some desert somewhere. It says, watch out for reptiles. And then it lists rattlesnakes, <laughs> lizards, spiders, centipedes, scorpions, coyotes, etc. <laughs> right. I think there's something wrong with their list. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, the old coyote. Is that, the one that says, is that the one that says thank you management on the bottom? Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you are not welcome management. You are not welcome. Uh, oh, uh, we also have a guest for next week. That guest is also in the chat room. So, I'm not going to say his name, but I've already put you down, so you better be available next week. Uh, that's it. That's all I got. Y'all got anything? No. Um, oh, also, I, again, I posted my my GoFundMe for my high school. I'm going to do a free plug here for me for the high school reptile zoo. I'm starting trying to create. Uh, if at the very least, if y'all go find it, it's, it's in our reptile gumbo discussion group. Um, just share it. Uh, maybe we can share it with enough people. I'm trying to raise some money so we can buy things like radiant heat panels. I'd really like to be able to buy good thermostats. I'd like to be able to buy. Um, Really, I like to be able to buy Herbstat 6s just so I can run multiple cages all at one time. Um, I need to buy light fixtures. And a lot of this stuff I know I can get donated from here or there. But if we can get the money in the first place, that would be nice because I would also like to be able to pay some of these people that are going to help us by donating stuff as well. So, You want a retick? No. <laughs> Remember, we, we talked earlier about knowing your limitations. And uh, that goes in the it's same small. category. They're, they're small. They're they small. stay they're small. They stay. Oh, yours only get three feet. That's right. That's Yeah. It's the new kind. That's like the fourteen to sixteen inches. I and I want to say anybody that has offered me animals at this point, I, I appreciate all of it. Um, just there's some of them definitely don't fit. Like I said, the white lip and the woma that was offered, that's great. It's probably not best for high school kids. That's probably not best. Um, no offense, I don't want any ball pythons. Several people have offered ball pythons. I am trying my hardest to stay away from them at all. Um, I've again had chameleons offered. And as much as I'd love a panther chameleon, that thing's gonna die. I'm not doing that. That's yeah, no. in the. That's not a good idea, but not where you can't control the environment. Yeah, it's yeah. It's so uh, I, I've got some animals on my short list that I'd like to get to, but I would like to get the cages and everything else set up first before then I'm like, hey, let's do animals. 
I don't want to be like you definitely put a blue beauty in there. That's that's what I should get. Yeah. A blue, maybe or, or like a big king rat, a big pissed off king rat that just yeah. Bites everybody. Tiger rat snakes, those are really good. Yeah. You know what? Fuck it, kaboom. Wild caught, like preferably. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yellow wow. anaconda. Have you checked with the why not, city? I mean, if you're going big, why not a rattlesnake? Yeah, it, it's a it's a school, and they are technically my animals, and they are on loan there. Okay. And it's a Texas native animal. I beg for forgiveness. Yeah. Of asking, I had someone earlier on post was like, in life. That post was like, I've got a baby box turtle, and I was like, that's cool. No, thank you. Yeah. I was going to say, if you know, we have Aww. more than one male left in the Slowinskis. So I'm also going to take this corn snake over here. I also want to do some cages behind uh, so that I can exchange out animals once a month. Yeah. So like, I so it's not just the same thing. Because you know, anybody that goes to a zoo. GoFundMe. When the, huh? You better up that GoFundMe. I know. You know whenever you go to a zoo that like, if it's the same stuff every time, sometimes you just walk past things. Sure. Yeah. And those kids are going to be seeing it every day. Yeah. So it'll be good if once a, every couple of weeks you can move some stuff around. Darren said a croc monitor. It could become the detention room. <laughs> Eight hours in this room. You make out alive, you're not in detention tomorrow. <laughs> that will make you valedictorian. <laughs> we, none of our kids go to get in school suspension anymore. It's amazing. Now we've lost four of them, but no one else right. goes anymore. Right. Oh. <laughs> yeah. If you act up, you have to go in there and clean it. All right. Uh, again, uh, if you want to get a hold of DNT Retix, Dax, Taylor, how can I get a re- hold of you? Uh, we have Instagram, Facebook, uh, also email. Instagram and Facebook is both DNT Retix. Um, and then our email is just DNT Retix at gmail.com. Uh, we reply usually within an hour or so, unless we're sleeping. Well, I'm sleeping because he'll reply at one o'clock in the morning. So, <laughs> I used to anything you guys <laughs> ever need. Teddy's available 24 hours. I'll be available 18 hours. <laughs> if, if, uh, so I've kind of adopted a rule. If you message me in the middle of the night, it's going to be 24 hours before I respond. I'm waiting at least 24 hours because you don't respect my time enough. I, well, see, but see, I see both sides. No, no, no. no. Hey, if they Robert message the business page, it's okay. Okay. If they go find my personal page and message me or text me, the one that gets me is when you text me and because sometimes people will message me on on Facebook and they're like, "Well, it showed that you were active." I'm like that's because it's up on my laptop in my office. It's always on, yeah. So yeah. it's always shows to be on. But if you fucking text me or call me at one or two, oh yeah, no, that's 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 an issue. Yeah, and it happens. Yeah, I, no, it got so bad that I had to tell him to that he had to silence his phone at night. It's amazing. It was waking me up all how night long. people just have no boundaries these days. And I can get somebody messaging a business page at two in the morning. Sure. Maybe, they, maybe they work nights sure, and that's sure. and they're up. Um, yeah, but don't message I, I and then like and then get mad because they're not answering right away. Because I, I can't send the too. ones that message like five messages in a row. I just recently had that where they were they messaged me at like two a.m. and then they were like, "Why are you not responding mm-hmm. to my personal <laughs> Facebook page?" And I responded oh. the next like I I waited a full twenty four hours and I responded and I'm like, "I'm sorry that I didn't respond to you at two a.m. on a Sunday night." Uh, but here's the answer, you know on your rack that has a six week lead time that you ordered two weeks ago that you're asking me where it's at. Um, yeah. um, Robert, is that why it takes you 24 hours to get back to the axe? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you want to get a hold of Robert. Yeah. Normal business hours, please. LSRepileRacks.com 
or Lone Star Reptile Rags on Facebook. Uh, do not message Robert. Don't do that. Message no, you can message, message the business page. Leave yeah. him alone, guys. Honestly, I prefer if they contact me through the website because it's so easier. Because GoDaddy now has a way you can aggregate all your messages yeah. and stuff. So nice. And I've been having a lot of problems with Facebook's uh, or Meta business not giving me like I opened it up a couple weeks ago. Like, I haven't gotten any messages through a business page in a couple day days. I had like 15 messages. It wasn't giving me the alerts. There's a lot of issues with yeah. Meta. Yeah, I got a message yeah. from somebody today who said that they were trying to reach you. My uh, my buddy owns a gun shop, and he's pretty much has to be done posting anything on Facebook because he's all yeah. of a sudden keeps getting pulled down. Yeah. So, uh, if you want to get a hold of us, it is the Reptile Gumbo Podcast on Instagram, at, uh, Facebook at gmail.com. Don't forget our giveaway. Again, just go over to our Facebook page. It's pinned to the top. Tell us your favorite guest over the last 122 episodes, and you are entered in for a free one year US ARC membership. If you already have one, we will make sure we add on to that one so it extends for another year. And then we will be giving away another one. If you don't win it this month, you can still win it next month. We'll give another one away in July, thanks to Sean over at Herps. He is going to be sponsoring that one. So all, again, all you gotta do is go over and write it. You can go over there and say DNT retix, and then you're you're in. That's all you gotta do. So 122 episodes. Pick somebody. Um, next week we will be back with someone that's still in the chat, and they better be here next week. Uh, Katie again will not be here. She's gone for a freaking month. I'm home alone, eating chili out of a can for the next month. Uh, you know you're welcome at our house. Do we need to make real dinner and have you over, James? No, because that means I have to get dressed. Uh, and get off my couch. Like so this was a pain. Deliver it to your door. Good this, luck. This was a lot to get up here to this table. So my my couch has a butt impression from the Long last four as days. You have on your pajama pants and a t shirt. You can come over in your pajama. I pants. can't promise I'm wearing that at any time. <laughs> so we we will be back next week. Thanks everybody for listening, guys. Hang out. Uh, thanks everybody else for watching. Good night. Good night.